0: That moment, you could be like, You want to be best friends? <laughs> yep, you want to go do, do karate in the garage? <laughs> yep, because like I, I have zero self control when it
1: comes to like anything, like, especially, I ate all the crackers in the house today. I think <laughs> this afternoon, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just thinking back, like, how the hell does a sixth grade teacher get away with telling <laughs> this kid's stories about Yep. Being- oh.
1: I
3: was <laughs> like, holy shit!
0: I just realized when I was watching the shirt the the, the uh, call ring in that I wore this shirt on the Twinkie episode so any screen caps you did of mine it's going to look like it was the same like <laughs> I have more clothes I promise I just like <laughs> only three of my shirts ever at a time and I'll wear those out and then I'll switch to like three other <laughs> shirts and wear those for three months so that's, that's all it is I did the same thing yeah so <laughs> It it just like it comes off that you only have those three shirts, but it's not. It's just you really like them for some whatever re- weird reason. I mean, the <laughs> shirts are twelve years old. It's not like really. It's not like they're brand new, and you're like, "Oh, these are so awesome." It's like, where do you get all these swanky sort of
1: um, <coughs> hip t shirts that you have? Like today, you're wearing the "Slow Your Roll" r two shirt, but all of yeah. your t shirts are, are are pretty fun.
0: Um, I am. Listen. I am really, really proud of my t-shirt collection. You <laughs> <Like>, should be. <laughs> uh, I have always, so I've always been a big guy. Like my entire life, I've been big. I've never known not being big, right? <laughs> um, so growing up, like it was hard for my mom to find clothes for me, uh, especially when I was little. And, um, you know, just kid sizes don't go that big. And so I was, like, too small for grown-up sizes and too big for kid sizes. Mm. You know, like... Yeah. And uh, so she made a lot of my clothes. We were also really poor, too. So uh, she made a lot of my clothes. And this one year, I remember, she made, like, a dozen T-shirts because she had learned how to make T-shirts really easy. And so she made a dozen shirts... And we went to. Do you remember the T-shirt iron-on store at Rolling Acres Mall that was down oh. across from the World of Science at the bottom of the escalators? Vaguely, but yeah, I can kind of you know picture what I'm talking that. about. Like, yeah, it just had like all this. It's just like any any screen printing shop that you see now. It was just like that, but that was like the only one that I had ever remember seeing. Where it was just like those perfect squares of like the t-shirts, like the different. And when you went inside, you could, p- they had like, you know, those like clamp down. It's like chunk clamp down irons oh, yeah. that they yeah. use to like iron those things on, you know, they had like eight of those lined up down one side and they were all on. And then all these decals, I mean, probably I I was like in fifth grade and this was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> That's pretty cool uh, now, <laughs> but it's like there were easily hundreds of all these different iron on decals that you could pick. And so my mom took these 12 shirts and she's like, she's like, okay, pick 12 things to go on these shirts. And so I was like, what? And she's like, pick any of the 12, like any of the things here and we'll put them on the, so she made these like homemade back then they were like novelty t-shirts, you know, like yeah. they were just like, uh, and so that's like my earliest memory I have. I thought I was the coolest kid ever. Cause like I had picked every one of the designs, all the t-shirts I had with designs on them up to that point. Like I didn't get to pick it. Right, it was just yeah. like my mom bought it, you know? And so like, and it was already on the shirt. It was like, you either wanted that. If you wanted that shirt, it was that decal or that's it. You know,
1: what were some and of the things on the, on the, the, the ones you picked out?
0: The only one I can remember, this is the only one was a Teddy. It was a teddy bear. And I put it on this, like, this is so nineties. It wasn't even the nineties yet. It was like <laughs> probably, Oh wait, no, it might've been like 1990 to 1991. Maybe. Uh, um, it was a teddy bear. I put it on an aqua blue t-shirt. And it was a teddy bear in uh what is what is that called? Is it called a gi? Like oh yeah. A, like a karate a, a uniform. uniform. Yeah. A karate uniform <laughs> yes. doing a roundhouse kick. Like it was a teddy bear doing a roundhouse kick <laughs> in a awesome. gi. And with like a with like a yellow star like star pattern behind it like he was like a you know like a batman like kapow like almost behind him uh that's the only one i can remember out of that out of that bunch that's pretty spectacular yeah um so ever since then i've wore like and then growing up like button-down t-shirts or button-down shirts even to this day are like a, a fucking nightmare being a big guy like i can't even begin to tell you like it i the one of the only shirts button down shirts that i look good in cost me over a hundred dollars for the shirt why and like and i so i i don't even want to wear it like it's like (laughs) because it's so it's like the most expensive it's i like my suits (laughs) my one suit that i have didn't cost a (laughs) hundred dollars and this one shirt does right and so It's a normal $60 dress shirt that I then went and had tailored for Uh, my like weird body. And that was another $60. So it was $120 for this dress shirt. Right. And so like, um, those were always a nightmare growing up, but it was always easy. And again, we were poor. So a lot of my, like, I only got clothes. I don't know if it was like this for you. I only got clothes in August.
1: Oh, yeah, that was back to school. the only time yeah. I
0: ever bought. Yeah, because that's when the back to school sales were on. And it was like most of the time it would be like August 1st is when they would open up the layaway at Kmart or Walmart. <laughs> yes, and yes. so like
1: layaway. we'd
0: go we'd go that first weekend in August. We would my mom would load up the cart. It would be the only time throughout the year. So even like when I was going through puberty and I'd hit that like you hit that growth spurt like partway through the like no, I had to wait until the following August to get new clothes. Like, and I I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's not like I looked like I was a tramp or anything. My mom did an amazing job. I I was a poor kid that didn't know I was a poor kid. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's that's when you know you're doing poor right. That your kids <laughs> don't know they're poor, right? Yeah, like that's nice. Yeah, when they have to be told they're poor and explain to them what poor is to get it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, uh, and so. Um, but we would shop at Walmart and Kmart. And one of the things that was always surefire to be that I could find in my size, I mean, cause this, you gotta remember, this is like a kid in middle school that's in like three X t-shirts in middle school, you know? And I was in three X all through middle school, all through high school. Uh, and then I just progressively got bigger since, uh, p- college pretty much. Um, but novelty t-shirts were always something that we could find in my size, like tops hmm. and shirts. And yeah. so I would always get like three p pair, three pairs of Wrangler jeans. Oh yeah. Wranglers. A, I remember Wrangler. Yeah. <clears throat> Wrangler jeans again, cause we could always find those. The, that's what we could find in my size. Mm-hmm. Wrangler jeans, uh, two or three pairs of those. I'd get a pair of shoes, like one pair of good shoes. My mom would not waste money on like pay less shoes. Cause she's like, you'd walk right out of those. Oh yeah. She's like, I'd always spend just as much money on one pair of shoes for you because I know you'd wear that pair. And I would wear that all through the school year. Like by the end of the school year, that pair of shoes would be trashed <laughs> because that was the only pair of shoes I had, uh, for the school year. And so yeah, it was just, and then like, you know, like eight to 12 of those novelty t-shirts, depending on how many we could find. And that would be my school clothes for the year. And so I remember growing up, like going through high school, even I had like novelty t-shirts and all that stuff. But I, it's just ever since then, that's like just been my style is to have like a graphic. Now they're called graphic tees, right? Like, oh, really? You know, <laughs> like. They're not comic books. They're graphic novels. Oh, yes. And they're yeah. they're not novelty T-shirts. They're graphic tees. <laughs> and so... <laughs> do you hear that? Yeah. Like, do you hear what they did? They... Like, and so... <laughs> so and I am a sucker for a great T-shirt. Nothing. All right. You know how bowling is the bane of my existence?
1: <laughs> it's so funny to <laughs> say that because I was thinking about that earlier. That <laughs> sentence in the last 20 minutes. I was thinking about that. I'm like, what did he say that made me think of that? Which is one of the my
0: favorite things I've ever heard anyone say. Bowling yeah. is the bane of my existence. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so bowling is the bane of my existence. Probably a close second to that in strict competition with stairs. Oh. Is um finding an amazing uh graphic t-shirt, novelty t-shirt that isn't in my that doesn't come in my size. Like oh. that I've not like that is just so I mean, because here here's the thing, even just Walmart, it is there are some times that I consider myself lucky that I am not like a quote unquote average size. Uh because I would go fucking broke in awesome (laughs) t-shirts. Like, and I would need a room just for my awesome t-shirts. Uh, because there are, I, I, I have to experience that way too often that I find awesome t-shirts, but then they aren't in my size. Um, but I have always, that has always been a piece of my style is that, uh, we getting, I'm just getting my windows set up here so I never don't have to bury anybody. Uh, But I get, uh, so here's the long walk for the short drink. Your original question, sir, was where do I get these amazing Um, (laughs) T-shirts?
1: I was hearing that like Jack Nicholson and Batman.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Those wonderful shirts. (laughs) (laughs) With Prince playing in the
3: background.
1: I if you want to party.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just making like sex noises, and you, I just you recently saw those. it. Again, oh, okay, so. good.
1: But I watched um, that movie a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I haven't watched 1989 Batman in a long time. It's fun. I I have to wait.
1: Oh God, yeah, we need to get into that. But you're gonna you're gonna reveal your source. more
0: days. Um, I <clears throat> so there's only there's only a handful of stores that I can actually get clothes from. Uh, Dest. Uh, no wait. It used to be casual, male, big, and tall. Uh, there's a free plug, but it's Destination XL, I think, is what their new brand is. Okay. Uh, King Size Direct, which they don't have a lot of good graphic tees. Destination XL, actually, in the last decade, they have like... Well, I used to work for them when I was in during my undergrad. Yeah, um, I remember that. Just for the discount. I got a great oh, discount through them. Man. and uh, And they had just started switching over to more contemporary styles. Cause before that it was just like old man, polyester mm. plaid, you know, like that was it. And so, um, I had started to get like my Bob Marley t-shirts from that. Like they, they had a lot of band t-shirts early on. Like I still have from that first group, I still have the Bob Marley, the pink Floyd and the Rolling Stones t-shirt that I bought all together, all in a group. Um and those shirts are shit. That was from my first marriage. So I was like married to my first wife then. So those shirts are 15 years old, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think you've you've worn the Rolling Stone one recently. I because I see them when I process the screen grabs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um they uh so I get a lot from them. Uh like that uh the Pulp Fiction one was from them. Oh, um, yeah. the 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 market zero the walter that's shirt such a great them. shirt yeah <laughs> i love that shirt i i almost pissed myself when i found that <laughs> shirt and um it, it, like two okay so here's two awesome things about my t-shirt collection this is why i'm so proud of it is there are a handful of shirts and that walter shirt being one of <laughs> them that i cannot wear ash it like it just cracks Ash up that I can't wear that shirt out without at least one person. If we wear it out into public, at least one one dude yeah. who's like our age, yeah. who looks like us, <laughs> just coming up and just being like, "I love that shirt, by the way." Yes. <laughs> hey, great shirt, man! Thanks. Um, I have this. Uh, I have this Danger Doom shirt. Or Danger Mouse shirt? Do you remember Danger Mouse? That's it's the, like is that's the DJ that wears like a mini? Oh no, Danger Doom. That is Danger Doom. Is the mouse, the DJ that wears the mouse thing? Oh. But, uh Danger Mouse is like that. It's he's like a a spoof of uh, James Bond, but he's a mouse, and it's a cartoon oh. from the eighties. It's like really shitty animation, but it's hilarious. It's really funny humor. Whatever a, sh- a shirt with him, this cartoon mouse on the front of it. And Ash and I are at the bank, and, you know, the the bank has the rooms in the back that if you're working with the manager or whatever, like, they'll take you back there to do your business. Yeah. And we're standing there waiting to go to one of those rooms to work with a banker, and there's a wife and a dude with the banker, and we're just standing there, and all of a (laughs) sudden, I hear, like, the acoustics of the bank are perfect. (laughs) I hear the dude whisper, babe, babe. (laughs) He's got a Danger Mouse t shirt on. This dude's like, I mean, he's like 40. Yeah. He's like, and he's looking right at me. And then, <laughs> oh, I wish I could remember because when we switch places, when we get into the room and he's out there with his wife, I happen to see his t shirt and he had a kick ass cartoon character on his shirt too. And I'm like, that guy's got an <laughs> awesome t shirt too. And nothing is great. Like, nothing is greater than having an awesome, like, you know, you're wearing an awesome t-shirt and you see another awesome t-shirt and you're like, Hey, great shirt. And they're like, yeah, man, you too. And that is like the perfect, like mesh. If like, if at that moment you could be like, you want to be best friends? Yep. And like, you want to go do do karate in the garage? Yep. Like that's what it's like. You know, that's the
1: greatest invitation I've ever heard. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, that's amazing. I think that's probably as close as like uh, white guys get to like the black dude nod, you know, and like, yeah. to, you know, they where they kind of do the upper head thing. Yep. They, yep. At least i saw that on, they did an episode of Blackish on that. And it's like, oh, I, you know, I've noticed that in, in the world, <laughs> but I don't, yep. I can, there's no nod shorthand. Except for like no, for white dudes, except for like geekdom, <laughs> yes, <laughs> In absolutely, yeah.
0: yeah, um i uh we used to go to uh trivia night, and uh, there was this uh other table, this other team of of young college kids, and we were not obviously college kids going to trivia. We just went there for the cheap beer. And we missed a week and I came back and like, this is back when I smoked still. And so I went out to smoke and there was like some people from that team would they would always go out and smoke. We would always be smoking on the breaks together and just chit chatting. And so we missed a week or two. And the next time we came back, they were like, Oh, the dude with the cool t-shirts is back. Like that's how they knew me and how they referred to me. So like, um, yeah, I, yeah, I love, my t-shirt collection. I have some really good ones. I have the, this is the bad part is, and I had to cut myself off from doing this is I have a stat like this wide in my closet of t-shirts that are for when I lose weight, that some of them might be eight years old. I don't know. Like that. I just can't bring myself that. They're so good. I need to get skinny enough to wear them. So
1: that's interesting. That's some yeah. interesting motivation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, it's really motivating. They're eight <laughs> years old. <dude>. Like, <laughs> well,
3: like
1: <laughs> <you> get, <laughs> that's skinny. true. We gotta yeah. get. I guess you get to look at them. How, how? We'll have to feature this somehow. Because, um, yeah. like, in the screen grabs, you only screen grabs you only see part of them and stuff. Uh um, yeah. We'll have to find a way. I didn't realize it was such a. kind of that it goes back so far that's such a such a cool story about your mom making your clothes and getting letting you pick from the from the designs that's that's really
0: great (laughs) so cool so yeah graphic tees there i mean yeah they've just that's just always been kind of my style when i was going through high school i went through this really i went through this i called it called them over shirts Oh, yeah, because because button down shirts were such a nightmare for me, but i like I loved the look of a collar. I thought that looked so sharp, not an upturned collar. I no, hated yeah. that yeah. Shit. <laughs> you know like i I love the look of a of like an Oxford blue chambray shirt, you know, the kind of work shirt that I'm talking about. I think that so like, yeah,
1: I never heard that but, word before with the chambray, but I think I do know what you mean, yeah,
0: yeah, it are it the those ones have it's the material and then it comes up and the collar buttons right there like oh the, the yeah t- like yeah i think those shirts are so fucking sharp like and conversely nothing is more sexy than seeing a woman in a one of those shirts oh yeah that's yeah and you know that's all <laughs> she's wearing is that shirt like that <laughs> that's that pretty t- good. It, and there's like you know, it's unbuttoned up to like right here, and like oh, you yeah. got boot. Like man, <laughs> that, so like I think if you want to look like that shirt, like a collar makes a man look sharp and makes a woman look sexy. Like that's just all there. Is. Like I agree. So, um, in high school, I I, I still wore the the novelty T shirts, but I would wear an unbuttoned button down shirt over that, and I had just as many over shirts as I did novelty t-shirts and they could all <laughs> oh, go with yeah. each other like match. yeah yeah so that's awesome man i was such a tool that's I'm not so at all that's yeah.
1: that's a i mean everybody has some kind of logic or whatever to the way that they dress and yeah <laughs> that's uh yeah. that's a perfectly respectable very charming one i it's I
0: like just, that. it's just really hard i mean because you're a big guy when you're a big guy like you're it's there's nothing i can do like, there, there's nothing I can do to change that first impression when people first see me. Like, that, like And I'm not trying to, like, come down, like, oh, woe on me or anything like that. Like, it's just there's no denying it. I'm 450 pounds. Like, if, you're, if, if you've never met me before and I come enter a room, that's pro- it's probably safe to bet that's going to be one of the first things you're going to notice about me is that I'm a big guy. You know, and uh so i take I, I I take my laundry very seriously because I want my clothes to last because I hate clothes shopping, but at the same <laughs> time too, I'm also very I'm very like careful I have refined what lo- what I know looks somewhat decent on me, and that's what I exploit when, when I wear because. Your clothes can, when you're a big dude like me, your clothes can make that first impression way worse. I mean, like I need to make sure that the clothes are not making my size look terrible. Like I it look better than it than it than it would if they were too short or too tight or um not tight enough. Like that's just as bad you wear something that's like way too roomy then it just looks like a circus tent around you uh, you yeah. always look very
1: always have looked very well put together and increasingly so over the years I think thank you you're a man with style I try I and try I envy that oh <laughs> you got a great it. style
0: too like you like rock you rock the style I mean you got the novelty t-shirts like Actually, I this one is a-, a team small yeah.
1: man um yeah I did this for an anniversary um so oh Hmm. I don't know if I can. Huh. <laughs> I was trying to figure out because it's a combination of names. Oh yeah. Well, so I'm I'm wearing a shirt that's a combination of, of my wife's last name and my last name, which are different. Uh, she was, you know, her um she has an alliterative name, which is awesome, like a comic book character. And um plus she's very close to that side of her family and just uh it was never really much of a question of whether or not she would change it or hyphenate or anything like that's who she is so we would often say things like team this and and, and uh and so um on our it's your second anniversary traditionally is cotton i think like the first one is oh, paper. Really? I, I was looking yeah. these things up because i i was trying to think of what to get her for her um our wedding anniversary. I got and, an
0: anniversary coming up. Why don't you let me know what I should get Ash for uh, anniversary present? What, at uh, what LWSD year? pod? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. On Twitter. That would be great. Uh, by the way, this is Long, Long, Short Drink. <laughs> yes. I'm Palmer. And I'm Dave. <laughs> uh, talking to you uh, here in Dayton, Ohio.
1: And I'm uh, talking to you from uh, and talking to him from uh, Northfield, Minnesota.
0: All right. Uh, I'm and, looking up uh, the
1: gifts. Is hope this you your guys first, are ha- Sorry, your first no, wedding second, anniversary? No, second. Second, okay. second. Oh, so it's cotton. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's cotton. That's that. That's the first time I've heard that. So uh, if you guys have any good cotton ideas, um, please, at pod.
1: Oh, I've got one.
0: <laughs> on Twitter. What do you think?
1: Well, I was going to get you this at some point in general, but it might be a good idea for your anniversary. What's that thing that you guys say, uh, you married this or something?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you married (laughs) this. We thought of that.
1: Yeah. So if you can make shirts out of that somehow cleverly, I think that would, that could be, that'd be good.
0: You know what? um, (laughs) I might, that might be a great uh, one because we, so when we got married, um, I said where, you know, I asked her where she wanted to go on her honeymoon and uh, she said Disney World and we didn't have the money for that um turns out we did have the money for that i just was stupid and thought we didn't like i was just too overly cautious um but i I promised her we would go to disney world i would take her to disney world for our real honeymoon and uh we uh got a pretty decent tax return back so that's what we did so we're going to disney in september
3: oh that's
1: awesome Uh,
0: so we have the tickets and all that stuff so uh, that might be a great present because I said I wanted to have I wanted to have Disney theme again back to the t-shirts. Yes. Man, what a great fucking card. <laughs> this is why I love you, Dave. <laughs> this is why I love you. Oh, that's nice. Uh, I don't even follow you though. Tell me. <laughs> yeah, um I said I wanted to have a Disney theme t-shirt for every day that we were down there whoa Um, so like and the cool thing is is because they bought them star wars is disney centric that's great uh because i um i
3: said what did i
0: what was that i sent her a t-shirt that said something like uh my my favorite or my wife is a Jedi princess or something like my favorite, (laughs) my favorite Jedi princess is my wife or something like that. Like, um, but I said we should do just the hashtag you married, like I married this (laughs) and with arrows pointing and then just have like the Mickey ears somewhere on that. But just like I, so that would be a great present. I could make those for our anniversary. Oh yeah. uh, Yeah. And give them to her. So, Yeah, we have the whole trip where we're going to do one day at Universal so we can do Harry Potter land and then uh, and then uh, the rest of the time we're at Disney. So we're going over my birthday and uh, yeah, it should be fun. It's going to be a good time.
1: Awesome. Did you have a kind of an unveiling of of that gift, gift as a trip or you
0: planned it together? No, I told her I was like, I mean, because we we had been talking that this is pretty much the last year. This is like, this is the year like we need to start having babies. We're gonna have them, and oh so, uh, so okay. I I told her earlier this year like we're we're coming up really close. Like, hopefully in um July will be the last month that we will still have credit card payments that we're making. We'll have all of our credit. Debt paid off in July. Um, and then, uh, what was I? Where are we going now? Babies, dude. Oh yeah, babies. (laughs) Oh, I told her. I told her earlier this year. I was like, "Listen, this is like the last year. If we're gonna, I really want to do Disney with you, without kids, Mm -hmm. at least once." And so, uh, this is probably the last year that we can for sure do that. And she's like, "Yeah, so um uh, just uh beep her name uh is a is a travel is a Disney agent uh oh. just specifically for Disney they earn Disney points that they can then redeem for their own vacations um so I went over there to talk to her about it, and." Of course, Ash was there and we're just talking and uh, like, you know, they only need like the this is they only need a $200 deposit. And I'm like, oh, that's it? Because I thought they would want like 30 percent or whatever, you know, and we just didn't have that right then. Um, We were just kind of getting information. And find, so I was like, OK, go ahead and book it then. So then I just like so that was the surprise. Ash knew we were going to go this year and she knew we were she was part of that conversation. Uh about it uh but she did not think that we were going to book it that night Uh, but i was just like yeah just go ahead and do it and then we uh got a decent tax return that paid for all of it and um we had some money a little bit of padding that we used up for our plane tickets those are already purchased we're flying first class which is awesome. (laughs) oh nice yeah it's like a two-hour flight but that's I exciting though it's yeah the, yeah it's it's like first classes I, I i'm gonna really appreciate it when we're coming back after a week walking around all these parks yeah. to like get in a decent seat and yeah. like you know that's kind of comfy so uh so yeah that's just man Good times.
1: It's exciting. Was that just this this week that that happened then? Because I know you saw them on Tuesday, or, or is that's going back? Uh, a no, bit? that
0: no, that we we've known we were going to Disney. I think since uh the beginning of February. Oh, okay, okay. That's yeah. still That's so that's very exciting. Yeah, it's good times, or it, it is it is very very exciting. So there's just a this is a big year. This is a yeah. huge year. Yeah, new job. Uh, Disney. Now, the New kid job, thing, are
1: you... your time timing Disney. the kid thing, like, the trying? Or you're just kind of throwing caution to the wind whenever?
0: We, um... I mean, all barriers have been removed since pretty much our wedding. Uh, or mm. maybe the summer... The, the end of the summer after our wedding. So, summer... Uh, the fall of 2015. All barriers have been removed. Uh, and we totally would have been okay getting pregnant there's been a couple times we thought we were but they um they we weren't mm. and uh so um ash with her ob like or her gyno or whatever they they found out she has um pcos which is like polycystic ovarian syndrome or uh like cysts mm. on your ovaries um very common, totally i like it can cause complications I mean it makes things difficult like I'm not gonna deny that, but uh very common, and uh they think that she had thyroid things, so oh, they man. sent her for um some tests she's going through some stuff right now that's like but that's part of the reason uh why the the all the Lent stuff is going crazy is mm. uh we're right now we're doing this uh thing called the whole she has to do this thing called the whole thirty. Uh which is basically like the rules are no nothing with added sugar, uh nothing with ingredients that you can't pronounce. Hmm. Um no lentils. No uh what else is in there? No dairy. Oof. All right. So like those are all big ones, right? That sucks. And, and like, and like, <laughs> and, it, and and it also incorporates like, like you know, you think of all that, and uh, it, I mean, because pasta is not on there, you can't have pasta, you can't have bread, you can't have so no gluten either, so mm. nothing with gluten. Okay, uh, so no pasta, bread, no beer, no oh. alcohol of any kind. I'm drinking water right here and this oh, like no. ready to cup. This is the most like because solid. You know,
1: You're doing it out of solidarity.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I'm going to take it back to, to my friend, uh, Jules Winfield, who said, <laughs> uh, my girlfriend's a vegetarian, which pretty much <laughs> makes me a vegetarian.
3: That's <laughs> so So uh,
0: my wife's on the Whole30, which pretty much means I'm on the Whole30. Wow. Uh, so we've been drinking like black coffee for the last week and like, how do you drink? How do you take your coffee?
1: Uh, the bride you and, and I mouth? both drink it black. So that that's not a inconvenience for us. But I can oh. imagine if you're not used to it, that's a pretty bitter.
0: <laughs> it's, it's atrocious. Like, I don't know. How do you even there's no way you enjoy it. There's no way. Oh, you're no, just I, like, I do.
1: But sometimes I will you? admit it doesn't taste great because it needs to be fresh. Like, I can't just be sitting around. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's why I'm pretty particular about coffee, because I don't. It's not dressed up with anything, so, so so it has the potential to taste just horrendous, it's just awful. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh,
0: how can yeah. it be so? Like, how can you put two ounces of of cream in coffee? Not even sugar, just like two ounces of cream, which is not very much, and it's wow. like delicious. But <laughs> <laughs> you take that two ounces, which is not very much. And it's I think I've I think I've heard this somewhere. It's like licking Satan's taint. Oh. Like it's like so how does it how does that how does that even happen? I don't
1: get it. I for me, I think too, I just started drinking it that way. So that's yeah, I didn't a lot of I you do a didn't lot know of, it, yeah. I just would never bother with condiments or things like that a lot of times. Yeah. So I got you so I prefer like plain cheeseburgers a lot of times and a lot of it just stemmed from laziness <laughs> and familiarity, I suppose.
0: That's fair. But That's it's fair.
1: convenient with coffee and, and stuff because you don't
0: need to the uh the extra things. So we talked about t shirts and we talked about uh um whole thirty. Yeah. But so how long does that whole thirty last? Thirty days. Oh whole thirty days. Okay. yeah okay. So wow. we started that on March first. And then for Lent I gave up which is funny i which by the way i'm not i don't even consider myself a christian let alone a catholic yeah. i but my wife's a catholic which pretty much makes me a catholic too uh no that's not true um i can get behind the idea of lent i like the idea of like um sacrificing something you know and that's why when i when people who are that is part of their faith system and they're like i'm going to give up Ash's grandpa, his joke was always, I'm gonna give up watermelon because watermelon's never in season <laughs> during right. Lent, right? <laughs> and uh but like, you know, the whole I think every person can do can learn something from giving up something that they truly enjoy for just a small amount of time mm-hmm. of of just like of stepping away from that thing that you thoroughly enjoy for a month. Or 40 days if you want to like put a number on it. Like you want to step away from that thing. Just give it up unwillingly and jarringly like that. Like one night you're doing it as much as you can the day before because you know you're about to not get it for this amount of time. And then to learn like to work through that like those first three days of just like that are sheer willpower. Mm Mm-hmm. You can learn a lot about yourself over that one month. Like, one month is nothing? It's one twelfth. If you said one twelfth of anything, that's true. Yeah, you know, like that's not a lot of anything, right? Yeah, Yeah. It's like one twelfth of the year. That's not a lot. You know what I mean? I
1: never used that. uh, I never used that math before. That measurement makes a lot of difference of perspective. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like one twelfth of the year. And then if, I mean, well, and it's even, it's even less if you put it in like the, if you go any bigger, any bigger amount of time, it's even less, right? Like, um, oh yeah, yeah. It's not, um, yeah, it's not going to get any, that's uh, why, that's why like, you know, some of the worst things you'll ever go through in your life are only an hour. That's one 24th of that day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. So math teacher, you got to (laughs) think like a math teacher, man. So it's
1: very interesting. I, um, I I have I'm friends with like a a a retired businessman and math teacher who is uh, taken to songwriting after his retirement, and that's yeah. how I met him. He likes to he writes country songs, and he shares them with me, and where we become friends through that. But he shared the series of songs with me. They're all kind of protest songs from over the years, and at a certain yeah. point, he mentioned he's like, "Oh, it's the math teacher in me that is always looking for an end." I can't remember the phrase he used, but basically a resolution. To whatever problem is set up in in a song or a scenario, yeah. and I realized that oh man, all of his songs have like they come around to some kind of conclusion where things positive. are positive, yeah, and and also just like a conclusion where he decides something like about oh, okay. what it is that he's saying, and gotcha. uh, and he said it's the math teacher or the, it's the mathematician in him. I'm like oh yeah. that makes perfect sense, even yeah. in something like feelings based. Well, for me, something's feeling based like songwriting. Because I use it in the exact opposite way, so as to not have to come up with any answers, only questions, right? <laughs> uh, right. And, and general feelings, but uh, but that's cool if you can't. I mean, if you can, there seems to be a real comfort in that certainty because you come up with answers and definitions of like one twelfth is
0: not so bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so, you think of it, and then you're like, one twelfth isn't that bad, and you and i if there's one thing I can attribute to the teaching profession, which i got i i i I learned a lot from being a teacher, and I mean Jesus, I've only not been a teacher for three months it's not like i'm but one thing i i, I did take that I, I, I saw happen like that my personal life my work life changed because of it was as a teacher, you're forced to be self reflective Mm-hmm. constantly and um you're constant you constantly need to justify your actions you need, constantly need to justify the results of things whether or not they were in your control or not um so you're constantly reflecting you're constantly looking at this data and going over it and drawing conclusions and then defending it you know and uh I think that it's really easy to do that during times of if, – if you can just give a little bit of attention to a time of stress where you're cognizant of what's going on with yourself during that time of stress, you will be able to go back to that and learn lessons from that. There's mm-hmm. no – it is a skill that you have to practice. But if you do it enough, you become self-reflective and you actually can easily elicit change in yourself because you're essentially using the scientific method on yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. And so um, and so, uh, I think like Lent or like a, any kind of fast from something you enjoy like that or sacrifice from something like that will generate that stress and generate self-reflection and help you elicit change in yourself that you need to do.
1: That's, a, yeah. So, and I was, I was trying to find out where it came from like Lent because, oh, Carrie's a, I can't. It's I've,
0: about, it's about when Jesus is walking through the desert and.
1: Oh, the 40 days in the, in the desert. Okay.
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it is, right? That makes Cause he sense. doesn't like, he, like he just goes out there on his own. He sack, he turns his, like he gives up all of his, that's when he makes the decision to not like, yeah, To be the son of God, right? Like, isn't that what it Like, is? You've
1: seen, have you seen, you've seen Last Temptation of Christ, right?
0: I saw Last Temptation of Christ when I was very early 20s and I didn't get it and I need to watch it again now as an adult. But like, yeah, that's...
1: It's worth, it's worth trying again once as an adult. It might not work for you because there are weird things about it in that it's like, it, it is they film it Scorsese filmed it in the, like, you know, in that region of the world, but yeah. at the same time and, and with in plain English, rather than sort of the biblical uh, dialect or whatever. And, and obviously, it's not like an Aramaic, you know, or right. Hebrew. It's just an English. Oh, man, but it's yeah. like Brooklyn-based New York <laughs> actors. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's like Harvey Keitel with a, a red perm as Judas being like, you asked me to
2: betray you,
1: <laughs> you know? But uh, at the same time, it's it's amazing to me. And, and Willem Dafoe is incredible. And that's... Uh, uh, I actually... so the last album I made, the furious light had a lot, it took a lot of inspiration, several uh, songs from the last temptation of Christ, because that movie really dramatizes the idea of this man wrestling with, um, his the, uh, you know, being sort of this burden put upon him, that he is the son of God. So it treats what if Jesus were just like a man, how would you right. see this story right. differently if through his struggle? Anyway, I mentioned that because, um, I mentioned the album because I did a remix of one of the songs where I took only clips from the movie, uh, audio clips from the movie, and interspersed them with the lyrics and stuff. Um, yeah. So I rewatched it very carefully for that. But when he goes out into the desert, it's 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 cool. He comes back from the desert, and he approaches the apostles. And this is something I think in Catholicism where like the the bleeding, something about the the sacred heart. So I don't know if this how this is exactly in the Bible, but he comes back. He's talking to them because prior to that, he did the Sermon on the Mount, which is all about love. And he comes right. back from the desert and he, he's talking to them. He reaches in and he pulls out his heart. Uh, And he's like, this is my heart. And he's talking to him. And then he goes, uh, because in the desert, in this movie, at least, he's like, you know, speak to me in plain words. He's kind of calling out God. Yeah. He's like, yeah, uh, he's kind of. Th- demanding his, is like, just speak to me in plain words, no signs, no nothing. And he comes back, he talks to his disciples and he says, uh, I think the end of the scene, he's like, I believed in love. Now I believe in this. And he holds up an ax and it starts this act of the movie where it's like Jesus, the revolutionary. And that's the Jesus that comes like tearing open, tearing the temple apart. And is like screaming things. I got, I'm here to set fire to the world. <laughs> oh it's my so goodness. so awesome. That's it's spectacular. It's really exciting. I I think so. Now yeah. when you put Lent into the context of that, <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs> 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 uh, so like a 1988 adaptation of Uh, an impossible novel that i've had and not read but uh okay so but for lent you have given up all right oh my god
0: i can't even say it aloud you have to say it (laughs) these three things i already biffed i already biffed it i i mean i'm already oh well that's understandable I've (laughs) i've already biffed it on two of them okay uh so I mean, I you hear how like self righteous I am? Like I'm like talking about like how like doing this Lent and like the sacrifice and how <laughs> you'll learn stuff from it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I totally biffed it. I like <laughs> well, that's why together. I picked three things. And then <laughs> I'm racial. doing the whole yeah, <laughs> I, and then I'm doing the whole thirty two, which I've given up a lot with that, like a oh lot. My God, yeah. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so originally, what I wanted to do was no. And you have to remember the
1: yeah you got to go back code episodes. word <laughs> yeah, the code
0: word because I explained this in like the last episode I think or yeah. the one before I think that's right uh, no it's the stand episode it's it the it stand is. okay yeah um so uh cake was the first one mm-hmm. that I was gonna give up and then pizza Oof. and then that hurts. uh the last one. Again, I I co-host a podcast that was originally that was originally envisioned to discuss movies. Uh movies was the other thing that I gave wow. up. So um and that's the one that I haven't caved on, actually. Wow. So I mean, but Lent just started on Wednesday, so you know, I've made it three whole days of not watching a movie. <laughs> I, I have had pizza and eaten cake in that time. <laughs> like <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh shit, shit, I learned nothing. And I learned nothing, Uh, <laughs> uh obviously, because I didn't sacrifice.
1: Well, you learned uh, not to pick those two things. <laughs> not to pick those two
0: things. But I have not had creamer uh, in my coffee so, uh, <laughs> since Wednesday. I have not... I uh, had bread or um pasta or anything with added sugar. like today I was eating lunch, and they have a uh, when, do, when do we get when are we pulling the guys in? Are we over? oh like-
1: uh, I told them around um around the, the hour here. Okay. But even then, I think we can check in. I I I'm glad to be doing this. I missed these uh, the last few shows. This kind of yeah. just real talk and not me, me <laughs> rifling through my notes to be like, I don't know the uh, thing uh, about so and so.
0: I I think they were fantastic. Actually, <laughs> thank you. Uh, um, I do like the like. It's it's just I, I, what I find. Okay, so here's what I find hilarious about you, Dave, is not (laughs) that you do all of those things. It's it's that at the end, you become (laughs) self-aware of how ridiculous... It's not ridiculous if you want to do it. That's the thing. (laughs) Yeah. But you find it... You, at some point, become self-aware, and you find it ridiculous. And then... (laughs) are so deep into the process that you keep doing it, but then are disgusted with yourself oh, yeah. for doing it that's like, and continuing it. Very well uh, put. <laughs> Wait, so and- you're
1: saying that that is, that's good. I feel like that's bad. Like I should just either embrace it or not do it. <laughs> or one of no, the two.
0: I don't think that, like, I just think like, that's the part, the piece that I find comical is oh, like, yeah. it's not that the, it's not that you do it. It's that it's this cycle that you put yourself through yeah. in doing it. And, and you're right. Like, I mean, it's not your right, but I mean, those are the two obvious choices. But I, th- I mean, you wouldn't be Dave if you like, <laughs> like either just embraced it or stopped doing it. So I suppose. Uh, Thanks, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I ramble all the fucking time. I like. I feel like it's. I. I don't know. I. I think. But I did like in the stand episode how you were like, I have, I have xerox copied notes and like (laughs) pages out of the books and i have these three different versions this whole stack of all this stuff and right before we started recording i got on the wikipedia page and was like fuck i should have just read this (laughs) because it had it had pulled all the stuff that you had researched and found all into that one page I know, Uh.
1: but I enjoyed the the cramming session and it was fun to play with the the books. I have them next to me uh, also because I've been watching the the miniseries. I'm halfway through. Oh, yeah? And so I wondered if we should do, if we should talk about that movie or if we should talk about the miniseries on another like stand part two Uh or if we should just weave it into uh, King Corners.
0: Honey, come on over here, sugar buns. This
3: machine just called me an asshole. Okay.
1: Um, let's see. So I was starting to say about, Oh yeah. So, so I've got the stand books beside me again. Um, because I've been watching the miniseries. Yeah. I'm um, halfway through right now. And um, I was thinking about it folding them into King Corners, but especially in the uh, interest of time, it might be good because I'll finish it this weekend. If we just do maybe a part two show or, or save that particular King Corner uh, for, for a night where we don't have a guest or something.
0: See, this is where the, Oh, that's television. I could totally watch that. <laughs> yes <laughs> yes it just dawned on me I can totally fucking watch that we can do that any fucking time you want
3: your eyes lit up
1: <laughs> it is very TV I mean I would definitely make that distinction too <laughs> it is
0: TV T- and TV is fair game YouTube is also fair game yeah. uh, I was
1: wondering that yeah and it's like mid 90s TV <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Which maybe, yeah. Uh, uh, so so maybe that won't be our king corner tonight, but you shared something with me that I think really was a very cool king corner, if nothing else. Yeah.
0: So I love, well, and I love these little blogs like this. Um, uh, the Oatmeal is one. I don't know if you've ever read any of uh, their no, stuff.
1: No, no, I haven't heard of either of these. Uh,
0: This is the first time I've heard of this one, the one I sent you. Um, but the oatmeal is another one, but I love these like graphic designers that have these blogs that just like make amazing comics and like, and when I say comics, I mean like comic strips, like yeah, one off one, you know, they're just like small little things. They're not, um, the oatmeal is, I, I highly recommend, uh, the oatmeal's essay on, um, Twilight, and why Twilight uh, is a scheme for <laughs> young girls. <laughs> like see. that's
1: basically what it is. Uh, Would that be your your Palmer's pick also the week, or you got something in mind for that? Um. Oh no, I have something in mind. Excellent. That. Okay, but that's an extra. Uh, that's a bonus, people. Yeah, that's a bonus. <laughs>
0: um. But um. No, this comic is. Uh, this also. Shit. Do you have the where, the site that that's from? Oh where yeah, you that need that? the link. Um, I well, I'll send it that, in the it, chat if I can. Well, I I just I mean I know what it is. I just want to be oh. able to tell the people what it, if you if you see oh, what the site uh, is, just let the, them know
1: what the site is. The site is called ZenPencils.com. Zen, like the art of Zen.
0: Okay. Um, and this is basically uh one of the one of the anecdotes that he tells. If you if you haven't read you don't have to be a fan of Stephen King to enjoy this book that he wrote called on writing. Yeah. Um, if, if I ever meet somebody, whenever I meet somebody that's like, Oh, I can't read Stephen King. Cause I don't like horror, I'm like, then read this book on writing. Cause it, it shows you how good of a writer he is. Uh, and the first half, the autobiographical half, I think is the most romantic story I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's awesome. Uh, but one of the anecdotes that he tells in that autobiographical half is this story about his desk um, that he always aspired to have uh, when he became a quote unquote professional writer, a uh, giant behemoth, like cause he was writing in like cramped little desks in the corners of rooms. Uh, cause that's all he had at the time. And so when he became famous and rich, uh, writing his books, uh, which at the bottom of that cartoon, I'm sure you'll link this on the Twitter too. So at the, at the bottom of that cartoon is a really, uh, is a really cool, just like little synopsis about Stephen King. Oh, I didn't read. Uh, I didn't, I didn't catch this earlier. um, I'm looking at it now. 207. Yeah. It talks about like, since his first novel came out, Carrie, he has released at least one novel a year. That's 48 years of at least one book a year. Some, a lot of years too. And that's, if you don't count those little side projects, like, uh, the green mile being released as a serial over a summer or, you know, the, the perfect storm being released as like and it's just a script, you know, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, that's, that's just outrageous. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he writes but, the, ten, the 10 pages a day. 10 pages a day. <laughs> um, uh, so the story is basically like he dreamed of this giant desk that he would never have to feel cramped when he was writing again. And when he became rich and famous, he got it. And it took up his whole room. And for six years, he wrote at it while he was coked out of his mind and <laughs> drugged out of his mind and yeah. boozed out of his mind. And he got sober and he realized this is stupid. <laughs> and he like collapsed. He like got rid of that desk and got another desk that sits in the corner. The one that he aspired to get away from mm-hmm. and put a living room in the rest of his office so that his kids could come up like, and it's so he like, and this is how you know he's a good writer. Cause it's like, it's already poignant enough. Cause he's talking about how like they would come up and, and they would come up and they would watch basketball games and eat pizza and, like all that stuff and hang out. But he, he talks about, he's like the line is, is he made this decision. He, you can hear how grateful he is that he made this decision in the last years while his kids would still want to hang out with him. He, there's some line in there about how in the, like in the nineties when they were like, when they still wanted to hang out or whatever, like yeah. they would come up and, and, it, and you can hear Like he's grateful for that. That he he like that's one of the things in his life that he was that he made this realization soon enough while his kids still wanted to come and do that, you know. And uh, it's just real. It's just it's so sweet. It's just a really sweet story and anecdote. And this guy drew a comic that went around it, and I think he did a brilliant job. Like he really embraced the symbolism and the imagery that king went for when he was writing and the guy did a great job like you can like it looks like stephen king it looks like a cartoon oh, it's, version it's of stephen wonderful king. what's this guy yeah. gavin
1: ung a-u-n-g yeah it's oh um, yeah it's just so delightful i I, lo- I love it i remember the story but the artwork the way that it's told is really and it goes from black and white to color um, yeah that's kind of a nice touch Oh, and it's relatively short. So I don't know if he even had to kind of adapt or condense the story or if it was every
0: line. But man, it's great. It's, re- it's, it's, it's really short. It's really good. And and I've done this for the oatmeal, but this is because uh, the oatmeal had a really good comic about uh, like, what is the name of it? It's hanging in my office. Hang on. Oh. <laughs> it's how everything goes to hell during a zombie apocalypse is what it's called. <laughs> Uh, but that's a print. Like I ordered a print from the um, from these from the oatmeal, and I I told you like I, I'm gonna look in their store. I'm gonna keep an eye on their store if they put this on a print. I'm gonna order it because oh it's, hell
1: yeah, oh it's great. I, it's I, so awesome, yeah.
0: and it's just such a sweet story. And I mean, and and this is the thing too. This is in the 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 basically the introduction to his textbook on his writing method, like yeah. the. The first half is autobiographical, which just tells you how he became a writer mm-hmm. that's that's really what it does and then the second half of the book is literally his like down to he gives you sentence breakdowns. this one's okay, this one's not okay.
1: oh yeah, I text remember that book. yeah
0: you know what I'm talking about like yeah, textbook on on his method for writing, right um it it, it just ah oh, it's just such a He cares so much about other people honing this craft that, and I, I feel like if there's one thing I can say in my arch of reading King's work is you can hear him gaining the confidence of his success through his, through his writing. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause definitely towards the, like into the two thousands. And I think this is coupled after his accident, when he gets hit by, when he got hit by the the van mm-hmm. and almost, and almost died and did die and they brought him back and, uh, all that stuff. Um, he definitely is okay with coming out and just giving you a piece of fatherly advice. I feel like, like, he's yeah. just like, you should really do like, and, uh, he really te- does it with his stories and his uh, uh and uh if you don't get it in the story you get it in the epilogues usually about how <laughs> you know the it's about the journey it's not about the the ending and how you should enjoy it like he's always telling you he's always giving you advice in his epilogues or his or his um introductions right like I always feel like there's some piece of advice he wants to make sure you get from the book um Maybe and maybe there's
1: a mathematician in his, uh, in his uh, past. Yeah, there could be. I don't know. It's <laughs> sounds weird. like my songwriting um,
0: friend. <laughs> but with um but with on writing, like there's it's like what he wants he's it's like he's here's the key, here's the secret that you're asking. Like, you know, everybody wants to know how I do this. So I'm gonna give you literally the letter by letter instructions. But before I give you the instructions, I need to make sure you understand. And then it's the moral of what this, story, this comic is, is that the writing supports your family, not the other way around.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, oh shit. I you didn't know what quite, I mean? Like, yeah, like, that's not the exact words, but that is the moral. And I didn't quite take yeah. it because I'm not as smart. No, <laughs> the, the actual words are life isn't a support system for art. Life isn't a support system for art. It's the other way around. But I think, right. that, I think in this story, it definitely means his family. And I right. think broader, but I I like that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good moral. I should say. <laughs> yeah, just, it's so. the other way around. Yeah. Oh, it's it's great. That's such a great comic. You just shared it with me this afternoon, and I yeah read it over again while we were talking about it. It's it's that sort of short and uh, touching. So we'll share that link uh, on the on the Twitter.
0: And please like support like these small artists like this who like take the time to make this really awesome art. For no other reason than it just needs to be made. Yeah. Um so Th- that yeah. uh this I, sort of- I'm just a little whimsical because the um what movie just shared our tweet? Uh there was Oh what? Begotten, the official Begotten. Are you serious? Twitter shared our tweet
1: about oh my Begotten. God. Oh, that's so exciting. Going to Twitter right now. Our Twitter is LWSD Pod. and evidently we just got some love from. Uh, I never knew how to say his name, Elias Marriage. I think. Um, yeah, that is so fucking
0: cool. <laughs> like,
1: oh my god!
0: Yeah, he, he just... retweeted our tweet with the link to our episode.
1: Whoa! Oh yeah! Oh, it's that fucked up thing where the god is disemboweling yeah. itself. <laughs>
3: That's yeah. So- Jesus.
1: Oh, it's upsetting to look at. Yeah. Check that out. So that's, um, well, no, wait, we can't retweet that retweet. <laughs>
0: Can we? I guess, no. but, uh, um, yeah. and the brewery for, um, this oh, yeah. is how you you do such an awesome job. Uh, the zombie monkey brewery. Zombie monkey. Brewery. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, uh, they like grass. Yeah. They liked our,
1: our tweet on that. So Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I, I did notice that one. That's very cool. Yeah. That's, uh,
0: um, and we had, I think Turbo Kid, like mm-hmm. the at the turbo, the official Turbo Kid. They liked our tweet about Turbo Kid. Yeah. Um, I just really like this. See, this is the kind of this is the kind of stuff. Um, this this is the piece of it that I just didn't have the time for. That you, when I did WPLMR, that you are really good at. I I, I don't know if you. You are really good at it, I definitely know that. I also think you enjoy the, that piece of it a little bit like the
1: oh yeah i love I love to look like, back at the <clears throat> I'm so nostalgic for everything, especially the things that my friends and myself have created over the years i um yeah i love to I love to look at the Twitter <laughs> I spend a yeah a fair amount I'm looking at it right now I'm looking at the one. it's like, don't call me toy <laughs> and it yeah. makes me so happy.
0: <laughs> i I gotta isolate that audio yeah Uh,
1: um so yeah i have a lot of fun with it and i'm glad to know that some folks are looking there um so we'll definitely put the stephen king one on there um yeah uh let's see what else um i got a uh, the stephen king thing reminded me so
0: if you okay so what's that artist's name again jesus oh i I don't know how to pronounce
1: it but uh gavin ung a-u-n-g yeah or actually maybe maybe it's gavin ung than I think that's his full full name.
0: Seriously, because we're gonna we're gonna tweet this and we're gonna share it. Just know. Just let me know if you put that on sale. That's all I'm saying. And I will come and support you. I want a printing of I want a printing of this. He's on uh,
1: Twitter at uh he is Zen Pencils, I guess. So I'll okay. I will tag him when we do that. In fact, maybe we yeah, he. Oh.
0: Okay. Uh maybe can we do a tweet that says like LWSD pod? Wants to buy a print of this, like, hey, oh, absolutely, and yeah, then, and then put the link of the uh, underneath it for the episode, of course, but be just be like, at, we yeah. want to buy a print of this comic. Yeah, like,
1: he, he's tweet he's tweeting about it too, so we'll be able to engage on that level and hopefully bring about. Yeah, I saw it, <laughs> I saw it on
0: Reddit, so he's probably he's probably getting a lot of attention right now because usually if things make it to the front page of Reddit, they're going to get a lot of attention. Um, so he's it, that's probably why he's tweeting about it because. That's where I saw it was on the front.
1: He wants, uh, oh, he's doing some kind of, yeah. Oh, that's, uh, yeah. I'm happy to support. I want the print of that thing too.
0: (laughs) Uh, Absolutely.
3: Uh,
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, How about your smoking stats? Do you got those handy? I do. Hit me Um, with, um, hit me with a screen grab of those too. Yeah. Actually, while you're, um, while you're looking for that, I'll, I'll, I'll share the Dave digs. I don't have anything new. Per se, I am listening, you know, nothing that I haven't mentioned before. Well, I will tease something at the end of this, but I, I've been listening to the, the uh, Bruce Springsteen's autobiography, uh, which is, which I read on paper first, but was released on audio later. And I've said before, I'll say a million times, if I like anything more than the boss's music, it's like hearing him or talk about his music. It's, it's wonderful. Um, so there's a short paragraph, well, it's a longer paragraph, maybe but not too long, uh, that I want to read from, uh, uh, the chapter called road work that really, um, demonstrates why, what I love about this book and what I love about this, uh, this, uh, musician. So he's talking about, um, why the it's, 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 you know, it's, it's important that they call playing music. It's not called work. I mean, if anyone's written about work, it's Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> but, uh, um, He's talking about you know it's the whole thing is called playing and they've done that as a band the E Street Band for forty some years and they'll continue to do it, but this is how he then goes on to talk about playing, so I'll, I'm gonna read it in my best uh, best Bruce Springsteen and maybe even we'll replace this with uh, the real Bruce Springsteen but <clears throat> <I'll> try <laughs> to channel him. <laughs> it's all about like an underbite and a little bit of that L that Stephen King does, <laughs> you know the yeah I can't yeah. quite but so he says um. <clears throat>
3: About playing, yeah,
1: (laughs) it's about playing music. So accentuating the playing, it's a life-giving, joyful, sweat-drenched, muscle-aching, voice-blowing, mind-clearing, exhausting, soul-invigorating, cathartic pleasure and privilege every night. You could sing about your misery, the world's misery, your most devastating experiences, but there's something in the gathering of souls that blows the blues away. Something that lets some sun in, that keeps you breathing, that lifts you in a way that can't be explained, only experienced. It's something to live for, and it was my lifeline to the rest of humanity in the days when those connections were tough for me to make. Can it be hard? Yeah. Is everyone built for it physically and psychologically? No. Are there nights where you don't want to go on? Yep. But on those nights, there will come a moment when something happens. The band takes flight. A face lights up in the audience. Someone with their eyes closed, singing along to the words, the music you've written. And suddenly, you're bound together by the feeling of the things that matter to you most. Or, (laughs) there may just be some great-looking women in the crowd. That always works, too. (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, man boss i mean nothing has made me miss playing music more than that paragraph in a long time but that's uh oh it's such a joy to read so i've been listening or listened to i read it so i've been listening to it and then uh and he gets to the point where he talks about a particular album uh an album i'll listen to that album and stuff and i bought this other book called songs as my one complaint about the autobiography is I felt like he wasn't talking enough about what he was intending in his his albums because he's very specific and intentional about that. Um, but I was very happy to to see that like when I, as I contrasted to the Book of Songs, which is all just lyrics and a, a few pages introducing each album, came out in 1998. Um, he actually cribs from that book pretty liberally because he wrote that as well. So it's yeah. like, oh, this is great. It's actually him reading aloud, essentially the book of songs as well. <laughs> so um, it's been a great joy. I know Twinkie said he was reading it since listening to uh, our best of 2016 episode or favorite things. And um, yeah, I would just encourage anyone, because I did not like Bruce Springsteen initially. I've only liked him for the last few years when I kind of, locked into the Bruce Springsteen that I appreciate most, which is the one that would write that. So, yeah, if you ever you're thinking about it, if you're a weirdo like me, um, who (laughs) is from Ritman or otherwise. (laughs) You don't have to be from Ritman. It helps, though. Because I I have zero self-control when it comes to, like, anything. Like, especially, I ate all the crackers in the house today, I think. (laughs) <laughs> this afternoon <laughs> but but when it comes to like savoring the right time to, to to delve into the right piece of media in the right order or whatever like I there are artists I've talked about I know that I will enjoy but I've I'm putting off until I can dive in um so if you think you would enjoy Bruce Springsteen that's a great place to start and then the one thing that I'll tease uh that is That I'm sure will be something I dig in a future episode, is this envelope arrived in the mail? It was the uh, when the Nine Inch Nails released its EP in December,
0: kind of by surprise. I heard about this on the radio today, so maybe you can
1: tell me more about it because I actually I'm just holding the envelope and I don't quite know.
0: (laughs) Does it say have have something on it that says this will make a mess?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'll read what it sa- says. Or, or, well, actually... What? Yeah, read it, read it. Oh, jeez, you it, look
3: so... It. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it says... Um, so I so I should just say, so the, they released an EP called Not the Actual Events. That, you know, all music is essentially free, but if you wanted to have a physical component, you could order this thing. And I just figured they hadn't come up with the artwork yet, but it was this rectangle on their site. And so um, so I ordered it, because um, I like that sort of thing. And uh, yeah. it came in the mail... And it's—I don't know—it's hard to describe uh, size-wise. It's like it's like a slightly oversized envelope, like a f- piece of paper folded in half, like eight, eight, eight and a half by eleven, folded in half, but a little bit longer. Uh-huh. It's bound. Ba- it's it's sealed with a sticker. Comes in like a. Uh, so I can't think of the right term. Like it's vacuum sealed in an, in like a so you know it's new. And then it's a black envelope with a white sticker, mostly black, writing that has some sentences in red, including this first one, that says, To be read in its entirety before opening, actions have consequences. N-T-A-E, not the actual events, which is the name of the EP, may contain subversive elements that produce feelings of euphoria and may be harmful and unsettling to the consumer. Likewise, this physical package may lead to unrealized expectations or unexpected results upon opening caution should be exercised with both and this is important dot 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 this will make a mess by opening this envelope in any way you assume all rights to your person and or property and waive any claim against the null corporation any of its subsidiaries or afflict affiliated en- entities from any and all damages or harm you may incur so oh you sent me a a that is
0: not for that's for my uh that's for my palmer picks. oh oh okay okay
1: so So don't worry about that that's all i know i mean i haven't all all
0: i knew all i know is what i said where i i i heard on the radio that they sent out these envelopes for this ep uh which is is it better than than ghosts one through four
1: you mean do i like it more or or yeah um oh yeah this is uh Um, I can't remember. It's four or five songs, but it's, and I like most all Nine Inch Nails. Um, their last full length album, called uh, Hesitation Marks, was good, but not not especially like aggressive. And um, that's fine too. I mean, but this EP has some much more aggressive songs on it, like with you know lyrics and all that stuff. And And it feels a little bit like Year Zero in the sense that there's like this. Kind of alternate. I was just gonna say this sounds <laughs>
0: yes. like Year Zero, and that's yes. my favorite Nine Inch Nails album. Oh, it's so good! <laughs> and this ARG, like that's what I'm. That, that's what I'm. Because he always, when when Year Zero came out, he hinted that there was more to that story that ah, he wanted to tell. Yes. And it and nothing. There's been no sequel to Zero. like. I mean, and who any like who other than Trent Reznor would write a sequel to an out to a concept album? I'm gonna write a sequel to this concept album. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um but considering our current political climate and the political climate when year zero came yeah. out, Oof. I it is rife for a sequel to year zero. Yeah. And I when I heard about this envelope, which all I heard was they put out this EP in December. Which I heard amazing things about that EP. Um they put out this EP in December. People ordered like physical copies. They showed up they're they're showing up in the mail today and they're like basically like uh black it, it, it inside of there is like black glitter or something. I don't know. Oh, okay.
1: Don't like, make a mess, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um but it really reminded me of the ARG. Like it's it's I, I'm wondering if there is going to be a clue in that envelope in like in all the envelopes or Ooh. in some of them which will start another ARG that will lead up to the release to the sequel to Year Zero. Like that would be
1: Oh, that would make perfect sense.
0: Yeah. Because I know there's so, there's
1: some more full length stuff promised and coming.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you know what I mean? Like yes. uh because uh, you know he kicked off the ARG for year zero during the With Teeth tour where he like dropped all those flash drives bathrooms yeah. and bathrooms Uh, people like spectrograph those and like got telephone numbers and then hmm. called the telephone number and then got more clues and you got email addresses and you know you'd send an email to that email address and you'd get a response that, that would sound panicked in one email and then the next email was like no the government's fine And like, yeah. you should drink the water too and like <laughs> uh, I don't play those ARGs because I just don't have the mind for it uh I love to go back and read them so it, when I heard about this envelope like it just it just sounds like that would be that, that would be an awesome way to kick it off <laughs> and Trent if I just spoiled it don't worry nobody listens to this <laughs> podcast
1: <laughs> uh so uh you sent me while we were talking um uh you sent me uh, a YouTube link. Should I look at it yeah. or do you want to set it up?
0: Oh yeah, I mean you no, I mean that's just if for you cuz I'm sure you'll retweet it out. So yeah. the, uh, that way you have the link. Uh but it's basically this I, is your not,
1: your Palmer's pick. This is week. my
0: pick from for the week. Yeah. Um so Simon Sinek, uh who I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I'm just reading the notes right here. Let's see who let's find out who he is. I'm sure he is the author. He's a British American author, um, motivational speaker. But it, it, it's 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 almost like an illustrated TED Talk. Oh, okay. Is what is what this video is, where uh, somebody is illustrating his talk with dry erase markers. I've seen. I mean, I've seen tons of variations on this type of YouTube video before.
1: Yeah. I, I like this uh, effect, effect a lot. And as someone who yeah. makes like videos for a living, I'm just like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I wish I oh, did. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: I'm, you know, and uh, the fact of the matter is, is what's amazing is how they time it up where they're drawing it in time with the conversation, but their drawing is sped up. Like it's fast. Which oh, means, yeah.
1: yeah. So, it, so the how did
0: they out. speed it up and still keep it in time? Like the only way I could think they do it is that they would, while they're draw, actually drawing it in real time, they would have had to have slowed down, yeah, the speech so they could draw it along with that, oh. and then and then speed it back up to like whatever speed they needed. You know what I mean? Like there is uh,
1: a, there is like a spoiler to how that could be achieved as someone who makes and does it professionally that I do know really? I could tell you. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you do it. I mean, I haven't seen this yet, but I'm guessing. But if you want to proper, if you want it timed exactly to this thing you're talking about, you can just essentially you you know you've edited audio before, right? Uh, yeah. So you got the you know you have the graphical representation of the waveform. So you can just, with a visual clip, and actually in a lot of programs audio-wise too, you can literally just drag it to the length that you want it to be, and it will adjust. And things have gotten so sophisticated that... um, The video clip will adjust to
0: that speed? Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's...
0: uh, Okay, all right, but this is the point. (laughs) It's still cool. (laughs) No, no, that's still amazing. No, that's that's awesome. But no, the thing that I'm trying to say, though, is, is they have to know what that ratio is because let's say, okay, let's say I I say, so everybody imagines that the unicorns are falling from the sky. <laughs> and during that time in one of these videos, somebody would draw unicorns falling from the sky with a dry erase board. Yeah. On a dry erase board, right? It might take to make the picture of six unicorns falling from the sky. It might take 10 minutes with a dry erase marker to yeah. make that drawing. It only takes me 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. they have to know the ratio that they need to speed that drawing up to match so that when they speed it because if they if they played it real time it would say people believe that unicorns fall from the sky and he would still be drawing the first unicorn right yeah yeah they need to be able to speed that up fast enough that his whole drawing is done by the time I'm finished saying the sentence
1: yeah I think you're right I I don't yeah. And uh, now I think about it, I don't know that I could, I think there is a way you can just drag it. I think, I don't know that way. So I would experiment with different ratios, different, not yeah. ratios, because I don't know math very well. <laughs> uh, my brain shuts down. Um, but I would try different speeds, percentages to see then how it kind of works out. Yeah. But but tell us what the... So I looked at the title. That's intriguing. That's not even what I dig about it. (laughs) Yeah. What I dig
0: is the content, which is uh, millennials uh, in the workforce, uh, which is... A
1: generation
0: of weakness. (laughs) Of weakness, yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, Which that intrigued me. And so um, it's 12 minutes long. If you have 12 minutes to burn, it's totally worth watching. Uh, But it's basically just... A lot and I am on the cusp of being considered a millennial. I definitely have millennial tendencies. I'm not going to deny that. But I feel like I'm more Generation X than I am millennial. Uh, but he basically break like it it's one of those things where you feel like do you ever feel like there's like some kind of social thing going on in the world that you experience yourself. You observe it happening in people close to you and you see it occurring in your media. That's beyond your world. I think so. And, and and nobody really is zeroing in on it. You, you just happen to start piecing, seeing these, these things happening. And then all of a sudden you see something where somebody puts a name on that thing and you're oh, like, yeah. exactly. Yes. That's exactly it. That's exactly what that thing is that I've been seeing. Um, That's what this video was for me regarding like the thought of like all of this bitching and, and everything that you hear um, about what's wrong with youth of today and the, how the world is doomed. And, and then being on that end, like we're or, like, we're on the verge of inheriting the world right yeah. and uh so we're in that group that they're complaining about and that they're fearing and i'm looking at the group that has all the control right now and all i can say to myself is they're literally in their in the last decade that they have in this world they're trying to destroy it in the last like little yeah, and the they little think, say piece it, I'm t- sure, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they, like they don't know that's what they're doing, but that's what I see when I see it is like in the little bit of time you have left, you're so, you're so, I just oh, lost no. Dave. David has left the call.
1: Oh, oh there we go. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. It literally told me I had left the call.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's what it said to me too. It said, David left the call.
1: It said the same thing to me. I'm like, I did not. (laughs) And I was signed out of Google and everything. I was like, shit.
0: (laughs) Oh, did your brother sign in under the other account that you have tied? to? Like (gasps) if it, if it think it could think that you're. Oh, possibly. Except for I'm not on the
1: LWSD one or the one I gave him. And I think actually, that's a good question. I should ask him. Um, should, uh, we're almost ready.
0: Should I uh, invite, but uh, so while you're doing that, I'm just going to wrap this up for them. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously. Check out the video. It's, it's really good. It And it's what it, for me, it was one of those things that when I watched this video, I said to myself, yes, that's, that's exactly what I've been thinking. And I haven't been in, in like, and this guy like finally puts a name to all of those things that I've been feeling that I've been feeling in regards to this millennial. I I just hate like instantly. I I want to lump millennials and uh and hipsters in together, but they're not like they're. I I think they're two separate groups. Um. So yeah, I, I can see why I- that. I I think I probably do the same thing actually. Oftentimes. Yeah but i don't want to do that and uh and i cuz i don't really agree with this bitching about hipsters like they um and this video helps like helps give the reason why you shouldn't oh um, i like that idea
1: and, yeah i yeah, i definitely find the i'd have those cranky old man tendencies <laughs> and i uh i don't want to you know i really have yeah. had to between like being Involved in the music business and having that damn near like ruin music for me altogether and yeah. just getting older, like it's hard. I've, I find I have to actively f- resist bitterness, you know? Yeah. And I'm, and I, I think that that's important. So I'm, I'm all for any tool that can help.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, just give it a watch. It's pretty good. Cool. Uh, and then smoking stats. Let's yes. do those real yes. quick. All right, so I haven't been a smoker for two hundred and forty-two days and twelve hours and thirty-nine minutes. Uh, these stats will probably be off a little bit. I I'll take another screenshot and send it to you so that they match. Oh yeah. Um, I have not smoked four thousand one hundred and twenty-three cigarettes approximately. Nice. Whoa. Uh, saved one thousand two hundred thirty-six dollars and eighty-nine cents. And gain back sixteen days back onto my life. Ooh, this. like that! I like
1: that. Rock on! Yeah, my God, so. you're like you're like an ascetic. You're like a you're like a a monk who sometimes eats pizza. <laughs>
3: you gives giving yeah. up so
1: much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want pizza so bad right now, and cream in my coffee. If I could just have those two things, it would be great.
1: Uh, Brian asked me what I wanted for dinner earlier, and I'm like, pizza. Always pizza. It's <laughs> so, always pizza. It's that's, like that's the answer. Oh
0: man, Ash, Ash is just like, babe, we can't have pizza again. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? We can have pizza anytime we want it. We're grownups.
3: <laughs> There's been. <laughs> I mean it's <laughs> sorry that really resonated
1: with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I Absolutely. love it. Yes. Oh, I love pizza. <laughs> God, course. is it good?
0: I mean, like there's nothing better. It's like fresh bread and melted gooey cheese with tomato sauce. And then like, whatever that's... else you like
1: on it. Yes. To make it even better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's magic.
3: <laughs>
1: uh. Okay, well, <laughs> um, <laughs> but congratulations on the stats, uh, always. Yeah. Um, so I last think... year was smoking,
0: and this year's weight—that's my goal. Oh,
1: really? Oh, man. Yeah. Well, when you set your mind
0: to something, you do achieve it. And that is, uh, uh, I got to do something about this weight. I don't want to die in my forties. That's important to me as well. I think t- let's not have you die in your forties. Yeah, I don't want to die in my forties. <laughs> no. So,
1: ah, uh, hashtag not awesome. forty, or I don't know. You got the the whole thirty. I don't know what we could do for the not forty, <laughs> but uh, um, but uh, yeah. So, um, so the this this might be our only way in on the Oscars. Uh, we I attempted to do a uh, shit the bride says Oscar edition. Which uh, I didn't tell her about, of course. But so she happened to say one thing that I, I, I couldn't stop laughing uh, to write down. Uh, we do a pool with her mom uh, where we guess. And there's a, there's a kind of a grading system that I don't even know. And you have met her mom on a handful of occasions or at least. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she likes you. She knows you. She'll ask about yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so So she says this. My mom tried to tell me Vince Vaughn was a Republican tonight. Like it was news. I was like, Bitch, please.
3: <laughs> Hashtag Oscars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, She's happened. on fire. I don't know if they yeah. include this one tonight. There's, there's two, though. Maybe I'll just read these other two because they're funny. She yeah. said this to the dogs uh, five days ago, uh, February 28th. Come on, you poop eating sons of bitches. <laughs> And she tells me. Then she looks at me and she goes, They're on your watch now. I'm going downstairs to smother myself with a pillow. <laughs> then she goes, First, I'ma have a fart. <laughs> That's all one tweet. Uh, and then this is mm. today, two hours ago, comes in the door and she says, You best have my puppies harnessed, bitch tits. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to take him walking in the prairie while we podcast. Maybe that would be Uh, worth leaving in Moto. That's
0: (laughs) that's awesome. All right. right. Let's let's get Moto on here. What are we, what are we calling the other guy? Shamrock. Shamrock. That's right. Okay. Okay. So I'm inviting. See how this works.
1: (coughs) Answer. (laughs) I think maybe there should be guest shows and non-guest shows. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We'll just alternate them. Oh,
3: shit! Hello. I see a person.
2: <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> hey, buddy. How are you? How's good, it going, how man? How are you, man? Hey, Palmer. How you doing? Good. Good to see you. We're so yeah, good sorry, to see you too, man. Been a while. We're yeah. so sorry
1: we kept you waiting for so long. We got carried away, and there's no excuse for it. But now you're here. Oh, nope. Shamrock. There is an
0: excuse for it. If you've listened to the first, <laughs> to like to all the other episodes, you know that once we start talking, we can't shut the hell up.
2: No, it's completely fine. I understand. No, like yeah. Brian, Brian, and I do the same thing. So we we're just in here BSing. So no big deal. Yeah, wasn't like it was hard.
0: And then we'll and then we'll end up doing it for another hour and a half probably, and we'll I have hope, another yes. like hundred and eighty minute long episode. Yeah. So, so
2: I, you guys were doing. The Stephen King corner, is that correct?
0: Yeah, we did a Stephen King corner. And we did, uh, we did a Palmer's picks and Dave Diggs. We did those. We caught up, talked about, about what were t shirts. Wow, well, it did a smoking <laughs> stacks, t shirts. mean, I talked for 45 <laughs> minutes. Listen to this. I talked for 45 <laughs> minutes about my t shirt collection. How awesome is that? I mean, you know.
2: I could probably do that too.
0: I'm not even alive. Yeah. yeah. I, and the history of my t shirts and like why I wear t-shirts, like like why I love novelty t shirts and all that stuff. Oh.
2: Yeah, I have I've have quite a few that are pretty
0: outdated and I probably
2: should burn because you no. can never say what's on them ever and not wear them in public. They always
0: <laughs> come back. They always come back, though. Like there's always like I don't know. I've had some great shirts. I think one of my favorite t shirts I ever had was on the front. Uh, Dano gave me this shirt, Dave. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he used <laughs> to make t shirts. Remember, he, he used to make yeah. t shirts. Do you remember when Dano had the job where he made t shirts? Oh, like, yeah. We
1: got Cabin Fest uh, shirts out of that. Uh, yeah. Farmers pick shirts, Steve shirts. <laughs>
0: Steve shirts. I had that, like, the horsefly shirt was from there. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the best shirt, though, I ever had, I got from him. And on the front, it said, I want your body. And then on the back this is the be- there's there's a double reason why this is so awesome. So the front says <laughs> I want your body. The back is the ad for a cemetery. Like oh. like a, like a <laughs> private cemetery. <laughs> and so It's so So that's awesome I, first off, right? The second off is That was their company T-shirt they bought for their company picnic. He just printed an extra one for me. Like, nice, so awesome. Like that, I want to work for that cemetery. Like, because they're funny. Like, they get it.
2: Well, now now I want that because I used to work at a cemetery. Oh, there you go.
0: See, yes.
2: I just, mine would have to say, because I worked at the National Cemetery, This, is like, I want your body, but veterans only, on the back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. <laughs> uh.
1: We should give uh, some no, kind of um, proper introductions here. So we got uh, on the yeah. line from, um, literally from Rittman, Ohio, our... our yes, sir. Our, um, I don't know if it's... A, it's not really a joke, It's but it's said in good fun that this podcast has two weirdos from Rittman, Ohio, <laughs> yeah. talking bullshit movies and Stephen King. And uh, and so, yeah, Shamrock, our guest tonight, is coming to us from Rittman, Ohio, uh, yeah. recorded... My, I think Modo's lurking there in the background somewhere, and they are... Um, ch- <laughs> yes! Modo! Oh, look
3: at that hat. <laughs> it's sharp.
1: you look looking like Master Duran in Kickboxer the Vengeance or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> but yeah, so, that, he, so he, tell us a little he, about he, yourself, Shermack. How do you how how are you enmeshed in this whole um you know uh, circle of people?
2: Uh well, uh basically uh, I'm best friends with uh Dave's younger brother. So and we all used to play together as kids. Um I, I think I found myself in quite a few of Dave's home movies <laughs> that I've seen online recently.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, i hope my you God. had no aspirations for a political career like no
2: no well, well whatever about that it's digitally remastered <laughs> yeah now no, nowadays that might win me votes the so whole thing you're knows? right you're exactly right that's so
0: true man i don't even know like yes that's so true shit oh man
2: um uh, palmer you and i you used to be on
0: the morning news together yeah what? we did that yeah. Yes. When, uh <laughs> what man, what I mean, well, first off, because it's Ritman, right? And I was in between so Shamrock, you were like a grade behind me, right?
2: Uh I was a freshman. I think you were either a junior or a senior.
0: Oh, okay, so you were a couple grades behind me, and your sister yeah. was like a couple grades ahead of me. She was in my class. Right. Yeah. So like I yeah. was like I was like in between you guys and uh mm. And then I don't know how much details you want to put on here, but your mom was like the school librarian. Is that okay would, yeah. have to say that? No, that's fine. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, so, and she also ran the morning announcements. And so uh, I know we had study hall together, but because it yep. was written, like I graduated with 53 people. So <laughs> right. like for him to say, for Shamrock to be like, you were a junior and I was a freshman in, in a normal high school where there, where you graduate with 500 people like one of those consolidated high schools that would be unheard of for you to know each other for oh, us yeah. to have known each right. other. Right. Like, um, I graduated with, with like 87 people. That's no joke. So, uh, like we li- like our, our, our study hall we had together had all four grades in it. Like they're like, and that, again, that would have been unheard of. So, um,
1: that 30 differential, if I did my math right, is that because of the career center?
0: You what are said, you talking
1: about well you said 50 one time what? and 80 another i didn't know if that was a
0: oh no 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 geez i um that i i probably just misquoted and then i remembered it was oh 70. yeah yeah
1: well because the, there was that thing in high school where um <coughs> a, you would a certain amount of the students would go yeah. to someplace called the career center and then others
0: still would yeah. do like post secondary where they yeah, go to I college did that. i didn't even i didn't even go to high school my senior year right. i only
2: came in yeah, you were you were there for the morning announcements. That's, and then you, that, you're I, gone. that's the only reason I came into high school
0: was to do the morning announcements, and then I left.
2: I need to hear and more went,
0: about there. this morning announcement oh, wow. stuff.
1: How did that I go? Would, like, did you guys do a segment? What
0: do you were you the co-anchors? How did that go? Uh, well, the uh, anchors rotated. I was I doing Palmer's thought of the day then. Oh. You wait. You know, I,
2: I'm thinking about this because I'm trying to remember how this worked out. Because you did do Palmer's thoughts, but I think that was your senior year. Is that correct? Yeah.
0: And my my senior year was when I went full time post secondary, though. So that's when this right. Because my junior year, I was still I was like half and half. I still I like spent half the day at school, and then I went to college the in the afternoon. Yeah. But my, senior
2: you know, you might. Mu- Sorry not to interrupt, but no. yeah, you might've done Palmer. You might've done that Palmer's thoughts both years, actually. Yeah. Cause I remember actually sitting watching you doing those before oh, yeah. you know what when I, when was... I wasn't on the news. I was, yeah. yeah. So,
0: cause your mom also was the advisor for the yearbook and I took yeah. pictures for the yearbook. I was the photographer and, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to do morning announcements. Like, so my junior year, um, a lot of people, she lost a lot of anchors. And she's like, well, you do you want to do morning announcements? And I was like, I'll only, I'll only do morning announcements if I get to do uh, this. And I was like, I don't want to do the normal <laughs> stuff where I'm just announcing stuff. I want to do uh, Palmer's thought of the day. She's like, okay. Your mom would let me do <laughs> anything I wanted. Like, it was outrageous. <laughs> uh, so that's what I did. Yeah. But my senior year, I would roll out of bed. Now, the high school was in my backyard. that's right, and I that's would right. roll I, I would roll out of bed the morning announcements would go on at seven fifty. I would roll out of bed at like seven thirty eight right <laughs> and throw on clothes and run out and hop in the car, light a cigarette and hot box it around the block to the high school run out. Run into the library, sit down, do my thought of the day, where I re- would read one sentence. Like I would read a fortune cookie. That's what I would read essentially. Was it actually so, a fortune you... cookie? No, or... no, I would write them usually. <laughs> oh uh, my. But then uh but then I would then I'd put my mic down and I'd get up and I'd go back out and I'd <laughs> go home. And that was all I would come to high school the whole year. It was crazy.
2: Now am I am I remembering this correctly? Didn't you <laughs> Cause I remember my, my cousin, you know, my cousin, Mary, she used to wear slippers to school. Um, <laughs> and I remember, didn't you come to school in slippers a couple of times to do the morning announcement? Oh yeah, sure. Or, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was, if I remember I'm, I just, a flood of memories are coming back yeah. now.
0: <laughs> no, cause it, like that's all I was coming to school for and student council meetings and stuff like that, I guess. Right. But yeah, I had no classes in the building. But I would come in, yeah, man, and I, man, there were so many mornings I would do that, and then, it, like, then the year just started started get to the point where your mom would just be like, "Are you gonna come in this week? Ah, uh, probably not. Okay, <laughs> next week then we'll see. <laughs> okay." So, oh, Shamrock, awesome.
1: what about you in the morning announcements? Did you get roped into it, or was it something you wanted to do? And what did you do on the morning announcements?
2: What I ah. Uh... Freshman year, I don't think I had the balls to do it. <laughs> so I, I'm, try, I'm thinking back; I might have done a few. I think I might have done the lunch announcements my freshman year a couple times. Okay. Um, sophomore, sophomore year, I got more into it, and that's I think that was when Palmer and I did this. we were playing; uh, it was football season. We we're playing Waynedale, and we thought of this like right before we had to go on, and it was because uh, uh, it was that Waynedale. They were the Golden Bears, so we do who's <laughs> gonna beat. Who's gonna beat the Bears? The Indians. <laughs> so It's just like we we did this bit back, and we had a bear behind us, a stuffed bear. My mom had her oh, office that... hanging by hanging by a noose behind us. It was. Uh, <laughs> I know it's a one I time. I that. actually that's
0: so awesome.
2: I uh, I uh, think that was the one time I actually kind of ran away with a kind of an idea or something. I threw it to Palmer. Like, yeah, and Palmer just took it and ran with it or whatever, <laughs> and added to what it was a basic the bears idea and i think we just it blew up into something within five minutes oh that's awesome (laughs) it was it was a lot of fun um by i think my i I did it throughout the the last two years of high school so um i don't think anything else other than uh the video dave you helped me put together for the morning news i think that might have been the other funny thing
1: (laughs) wait wait i don't refresh my memory uh
2: um, I had to do because we were it was junior year and I was asked to be a tux representative to walk around in school wearing a tux oh. and I did I still have this I could send you a copy oh please of, do you, yeah you helped me uh, cut together a uh, all these dumb clips of movies I think we use Dumb and Dumber James Bond uh, all kinds of dumb clips of dudes wearing tuxedos oh and uh, and you remember you added to the end uh, Tim as a fairy <laughs> Wait, what? No. Do you remember that?
1: No, no. It's a, I probably was working at, at WCTV at the time to ha- to been able to yeah, like yeah. do that. I, I would What's quote, the tim yeah, thing? I, quote, I don't remember that.
2: Yeah, all, all, it was fun because I just you said, hey, if you want to cut this together, just cue up your tapes, and then I'll bring them to me, and I'll cut them together with you at WCTV. So I, after school, I'd have all these tapes that I queued up the night before, roll over, and you'd help me cut this all together. And it's still actually on a blue WCTV. Oh, yeah recorded. Oh, today. those
1: are awesome. Those are good. I got a white one <laughs> the back masters. here. I just knocked over on accident trying to get my beer two minutes ago.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I showed I showed that to Brian because I still have a VCR. I found it when I moved back. When I moved back home, I found it. I'm like, Brian, check this out. And I tossed it in. He just started laughing because he knew. because <laughs> I, th- I think we, he knew what exactly it was because we used the song Pretty Woman to clip it together. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, you know, I would be really, it'd be great if <laughs> yeah. you could share that with me. We'll, we'll tweet it out at the episode.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs>
1: if you
0: have the, if, yep. if you're
1: able, just point your iPhone at the TV. You know what? If we're
0: going to, if we're yeah. going to go nostalgic like this though, Fuck can yeah. I just throw this out there too? Because, <laughs> uh, there a video that I, that Moto is in and Shamrock, I'm, I'm pretty confident you're in it as well. Uh, no. But if we can, if we can resurrect the Spice Boys video and get that out, <laughs> oh, to <yeah>. le, like <laughs> oh, the, the, the soccer not, yeah. montage yeah, uh, that, uh, that <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm thinking of, uh, uh, it, was it Abe tripping on nothing and it like going <laughs> like three or four times and it like went in slow motion and then it went in like super slow motion him <laughs> tripping on nothing. How did I end up in that video?
2: You played soccer with? Yeah, I played soccer, but not, no, or or did I? I don't think I never had a Spice Boys shirt cuz I didn't have the cool tie-dye pink shirt. <laughs> yeah. Of the Spice
3: Boys.
1: <laughs> I never had my own. Let's try to set um, up
2: the Spice Boys for um
1: any non retman <laughs> listeners. I we have some list. I don't know where they're coming from but there are people listening not not as many as we'd maybe like but way more than we'd think so so for those folks <laughs>
0: no 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 how do you how do you contest I like any boys? number of <laughs> listeners let's just clarify oh, that yeah, any no, number no, of yes, listeners yes. are amazing yeah uh but so so the spice boys I, I'll say what
1: I know and you guys can correct me uh yeah. the spice boys it was an indoor soccer league but it was how was it organized like was it cuz it feels I don't know. I as don't I, know if any of the three of us know. Maybe Moto knows. It, well,
2: <laughs> I as, as I remember it, it was Chris, right? Chris. Yeah, and... It was. What? How was it formed? Or just like,
1: how, yeah, what part? Part of what league? How did this? Uh, how do? How do you get to even have a team that you're able to call Spice Boys?
2: <laughs> it was an indoor soccer league that we we devised between Chris and Sam, and on the way home from the last game, was like, hey, we want to keep playing soccer, so. Let's do indoor soccer. And hey, instead of Spice Girls, let's be the Spice Boys. And so Chris started putting on makeup and hugging other players during the game. The worst thing was we would go in and
0: kick their ass. And they're like, come on, guys, we're getting beat by the Spice Boys. It was great. I I all right. So can I I, the the urban legend, at at least the like the grapevine version of the the Spice Boys origin, was that um they the school didn't want didn't want to pay like you guys had to pay for it right? Didn't you have to pay for the indoor soccer? Oh yeah, non school, non school. And you had to find a teacher that was willing to sign off on being your advisor, right?
2: That's right, Mrs. Nahas. And Miss Nahas was was who it was. So,
0: um, and only I and correct me if I'm wrong about this too. Wasn't only one of you old enough to drive, but you could like that person committed to taking you guys to the game. Like we definitely did a lot of
2: carpooling, but that's funny. I forgot about
0: that. Yeah. Because the school didn't want you guys, like they didn't want anything to do with it. And so they kept throwing you guys these wrenches, and you guys were like, no, we'll totally like here you go. And Miss Nahas was totally for it. Um, we should totally be her name. And, and I'm going to try not to say it anymore. But this is one of my favorite stories that I still, to this day, as an adult. And I had nothing to do with this. Like, I heard the story from Moto and Chris. But, like, you guys all had your Spice Boys t shirts, which was like a pink tie-dye t-shirt oh yeah and all of them had a spice boys alias (laughs) and miss nahas she had to be their advisor she had to go to something like one game right or she only came to one game but when you guys ordered the t-shirts now miss nahas was this cool young when i say young like in the like mid 20s like she that's all yeah, the older beautiful. she was uh and she was this is just the teenage boy in me she was like very well endowed like just like she was just like just and just like, oh um, let's just,
2: let's, let's let's interrupt, but let's just say a certain garment she used to wear. I just remember this
0: might've been a little bit too small. Ooh. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and
0: it was always cold in her room. If you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> like always just a little too chilly. Oh,
1: I graduated too early. I'm yeah. so sad. Um,
0: so, so back to the favorite story. So now that I've set the scene, so when, you got Nahas to come to one of the games as your advisor, when you ordered her shirt, somebody ordered it in like extra small as a joke, thinking that like, she would like see it and be like, ha ha ha. ha, Very funny guys. And then when she showed up to the game, she was wearing it. Like she actually had it on. Like, yeah, that was awesome. Oh my gosh. I got to leave that to Chris and Sam her yeah,
2: name yeah there was oh, this I unplug it
1: do you think do you think we'll really have to bleep out her name i mean i'm guessing someone that oh she's is, i don't think she's miss nahas
0: anymore yeah English. no
1: so. that's not, not even her name anymore yeah so that's a great name especially because of the yeah. you know the oh, sort oh of my
3: gosh.
0: <laughs> oh my god oh man it's yeah, like nahas. so ridiculous <laughs> like i just remember being a junior in high school and thinking like this is, how am I supposed to learn anything? I'm not learning anything. There's like, there is no learning happening. No. I remember, yeah, I used to get A's in her class. I don't know how, but. Oh. <laughs> you were very laser focused. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everything she said, everything. But
2: one of the best stories about Spice Boys, I remember this, is what they, the, those original t-shirts, they just went and bought a bunch of packs of Hanes t-shirts and tie-dyed these things. Was it Tim's basement? No, it was Chris's, Chris's uh, mom. Yeah, it was it. Yeah, and uh they just and then the next year they actually paid for t-shirts. And it <laughs> it was an actual pink t-shirt. And they and Chris posed for this. It was a dude that looked like Chris. Oh, I remember this. Wearing we, wearing a dress with his leg is pulling his dress leg up with his foot on a soccer ball, oh, and then <laughs> and then rainbow print for the name. <laughs> 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 oh and then Spice Boys never really died. They just kept playing. They just wore regular jerseys. And I think when, when I actually was able to play with them, because I would come to the games, but I couldn't play because of either football or baseball. And I couldn't they didn't want me getting hurt, so I couldn't play. And I showed up, I think I was on leave. And I showed up and Brian's like, want to go to a indoor soccer game. I'm like, shit, I'll play. I'll play, man. I was either home from I was either home on leave or home from college, one of the two, because it was right around that weird time frame where I can't remember. I was in the military or I was in college still. And so I go, and Chris is like, oh, Adam's here. I'm going to get in a fight. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I'm like, why? And dude, he, Chris kept doing this dirty stuff the whole game, just trying to provoke a reaction. And I think a lot of the guys were uh, on this team. Weren't they football players? They were trying to stay in shape in the mm-hmm. winter, so they just played indoor soccer with their soccer buddies. And Chris, seriously, he, this, I, he did something to somebody and they ran after him. And I remember I had to intercept. And I, I intercepted him and broke everything up. But this this whole game got really tense. <laughs> I'm just like, is this what all your games are like? And they're like, no. <laughs> I'm just like, And these kids, none of them are like over 18 and we're all over 18 playing. We're like 19, 20 years old, most of us. And I think maybe, eight, maybe Abe or somebody was like still like of age where like, Getting it, getting in a fight in soccer would be acceptable, but
0: like, <laughs> no, I'm going to jail if I do anything. No, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> uh, and that's just like that's typical Metcalf. Like, like, I, <laughs> hey, I'm going to go fuck with these guys until they want to fight us. All right, like, oh, you guys down?
2: Yeah. Oh, and it. I think it happened to be one of the bigger dudes on the team. He probably was an offensive lineman. <laughs> that's just, I don't know, but it was ridiculous. We had a lot of fun. I mean, I remember the parents uh, being really pissed, but it was fun that's, when we got out of that's, there. <laughs> so,
0: that's hilarious.
2: I'm like Brian. I, love, I think we're gonna tap on indoor soccer from here on out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One so and done. Let's yeah.
1: uh, uh, let's let's back up even further for all the the people that don't 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 know. Um, so you um grew up like Palmer mentioned. The high school is in his backyard. Your right. backyard pretty much is adjacent to our backyard growing up. At least from for me it would have been the second grade. So yeah, so probably as long as Moto no, knew you were his neighbor and then grew into yep. uh, and, and 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 now you guys are uh, back kind oh, yeah, of back to I that think... symbiotic kind of you had a little like 2 minute walk yeah. between the houses.
2: Yeah, actually uh when we I wasn't even in grade school yet. We weren't even in preschool and I uh-huh. remember uh we moved in, in 1986 or 7, and I think it was Brian or yours birthday party. I, don't know, I was just walking in the neighborhood, and I, can't, and I happened to walk over here, and it was either your or Brian's birthday party. And I'm like, what's going on? And your parents just invited me in, and I, I became a part of this birthday party. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I remember, I think I talked with your dad. He remembered it vaguely. He was like, oh, yeah. You just kind of can't even walk over. Oh, yeah. Actually, my,
3: my
1: mom told me something recently. You may or may not. Maybe this is the same thing, and she remembers it differently. But it was something like, so we have this screened-in porch. Um,
2: right, yeah.
1: That I, remember, uh, I broke into your house. That's what she's, I mean, that's not how she characterized <laughs> it. <laughs> but she said that, um, yeah, something like that. Like, she just sort of found you out there. <laughs> playing on the on the indoor porch and and it was like real innocent like she was like oh hi you're like I just came into play <laughs> or something like that.
2: <laughs> That's something I would have done. That's I just so don't remember awesome, that. Though. But you guys always did have all the cool toys out on little screened-in porch. You had Star Wars <laughs> and <then laughs> comic book action figures. <laughs> yeah. That was me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so so you
1: so we were you know neighbors and friendly and then then um. You and Moto are both about four years younger than me, so when you're young, right. that that's a big difference. But I uh, I could easily say, you know, with um with hindsight, and even at the time, um, uh, yeah, I always liked you, <laughs> like always, like that as a, <laughs> as a
2: one of well, that's good, one of that? Moto's
1: friends. I was like, and then as you grew older, there was sort of similar interests and stuff, so that was always nice. It's great to be uh, able to still talk to you at this stage in our lives, and um, ah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, let's um so that's kind of the general how that's your sort of in to this, other than the Ritman. We should talk to anyone from <laughs> Ritman who would be willing right. to talk to us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Any weirdos from Ritman. Oh please. Listening, <laughs> come on, come on. Who are listening to um, us. Uh first off, you should follow us at LWSD Pod. Yes. You can see the Spice <laughs> Boys video
1: and the tuxedo video. You can see video. the Spice
0: Boys Twitter video <laughs> and the tuxedo video.
1: And I'm going to have to post. So the All one right. video that, that Shamrock you might be referring to that you saw. So I have this Vimeo channel that I am kind of populating with mostly private links so as to not embarrass people that have been involved of the stuff I made chronologically growing up. Um, excuse me. Um it's just backslash Dreaming Out Loud Productions, I think. Vimeo, Dreaming Out Loud Productions. And right now, on there publicly is the stuff up into the point where it would start embarrassing more than just family. <laughs> Which stops <laughs> in about 1988 <laughs> or 89. Uh, but there's um, the only surviving footage of this movie that I was going to make with Jacko called Made in China uh which was the the premise of which we had been making these we talked in uh in the last episode about uh Cyborg And JCVD I talked a yeah. lot about that and uh <laughs> the the last movie that he and I made prior to this this movie that um who knows you might have been in uh you definitely were in this test footage was this movie mm. called um A Dying Breed which was a a sort of mm. quasi remake of the middle film of the Sergio's Leoni, Sergio Leone Sergio Leone's Man with No Name trilogy, called a, For uh, a Few Dollars More. Right. Oh, it's so pretentious! <laughs> I just threw up a little bit in my mouth, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the so like we borrowed the opening screen, which in a way they mirrored in the director's cut of Cyborg, which I can hook you up hook you up with if you need it. Um, <clears throat> so. <laughs> But anyway, in this movie, like, Jacko and I were playing bounty killers, and we're like, <laughs> that's what they call bounty hunters in the 60s, I guess. And we were playing all the parts and, you know, playing it very seriously, especially me. And uh, it was, we, you know, the end result was... Uh, actually, I think I'm going to post at least a short clip from that one in the previous week. So it's it's pretty laughable. Um, So we actually realized, even as teenagers, even me had a little bit of self-awareness to know like okay maybe we shouldn't be playing adults killing people uh (laughs) and playing like all the adult characters (laughs) just the two of us (laughs) so we conceived this movie called made in china that we thought would be fun way to this was 1990 early 1994 where we would play Age-appropriate roles, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and the uh, the the, uh, the I was really into Bruce Lee movies at the time, and so I would play a kid that was born in America like Bruce Lee, but raised in China, <laughs> um, and uh, whose parents had I don't know why it was important that my parents had money, but evidently they had money because they invented <laughs> the things on the end of shoelaces, the little plastic that kept. The shoelace. <laughs> that was the conceit. I don't know why it was important they had money. That's part
2: of is it. That, isn't that... Did you get uh, you get that inspiration from Cocktail? Probably. You remember the scene of you seen in the movie the movie Cocktail where Elizabeth Shue Elizabeth and Tom Cruise are talking about getting rich? And like, what if you were just that guy that invented the tip of the shoelace? I
1: guarantee you know, that's that? where I got
2: it from. This is why <laughs> I, I was like wondering. it. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I always had a big thing for Elizabeth Shue. So oh, I just, yeah. I like, wonder if that's uh, where that came from. My um, wife and, saw and, Elizabeth nice Shue and.
1: In a yeah, nice pick, <laughs> nice couple yeah. of picks. Yeah. My wife saw Elizabeth Shue in a hotel um, gym one time. It was a little, and mm. I was like, what? "Lucky,
3: <laughs> yes,
0: was a, what, yeah, lucky,
1: <laughs> yeah." Um. So anyway, I but that was the so I was raised over there. Then I was um, somehow ended up going to high school or something in America with Jacko and his family, and um, there would be. And he would educate me on the ways of, like, the culture through movies that we liked. So things like, that we were into, like, uh, I was watching La Bamba a lot of the time. If you go to the Dreaming Out Loud's Vimeo site, probably one of the last videos there is one of our two remakes of La Bamba as children, (laughs) the Richie Valen story. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But so, and also, like, uh, and we would introduce martial arts through him showing me uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, particularly this one scene in Hard Target. Where um yeah he uh it's in New Orleans, and he comes, he kind of fights these guys in front of a diner, so basically, like we would get to go to a video store' the so one f- scene we actually filmed, we went to a video store and pulled out all these movies the video store I'd eventually work at, and I'm still hoping that that footage exists somewhere that I'll find, but I don't think it does, and uh. And then so yeah he would show me these so it would be this nice like little teen comedy that would be appropriate I, we were and then the crow came out and we didn't do it because we decided to devote or I decided to devote the next 4 to 8 years of my life of <laughs> to, to that enterprise <laughs> but there is this little scene that that uh that our our guest was a part of in which we were te- I was testing out some fight choreography for the scene where my character would um translate so he would always be translating the things that he learned about american culture through the movies through his interactions and scenes and so there would be one point at which he would be confronted by bullies at high school or something and have to defend some girl's honor and he would do so through emulating the scene he saw in hard target so there's the 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 <laughs> <laughs> the video the clip that he it,
0: said hard target right there was like what <laughs> he saw in there Tar-tard. was a carnival. Tar-tard. I know that. Yeah. So, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I just ran out of steam.
0: I was Tar-tard. like, oh God,
1: I, I started this story so long ago. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> but uh, anyway, so there, so we could see a very young shamrock sporting a ball cap and standing next to Moto <laughs> as they indulge me in my, uh, martial arts choreography. <laughs> and, uh, Anyway, so, so, but that's the kind of thing you were subjected to growing up. And then in high school, you are on the morning announcements with our, our friend Palmer here. What, what yeah. are some other things? But you were like, you were kind of you were cool. Like
2: you played football and baseball.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you were like undercover. Uh, the,
2: I don't know. I don't know if cool is the word for it. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I just play, I played all the sports. Uh, I, like you said, it's probably where, that's how I got, uh, <laughs> my nickname anyway, was from sports, uh, um, I've always had a love for film, I think it comes from my dad and I just going to movies, uh, or my dad introduced me to movies that I didn't appreciate at the time, and then later on grew to love, I remember him trying to sit me down and watch uh, <laughs> Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and I think when I was about 8 or 10, I, yeah, I lost interest in that after about the first hour yeah you know what i'm
1: with you with that i just gave that long story about for a few dollars more fistful dollars a few dollars more fucking awesome good the bad the ugly pretty boring no poncho
2: yeah it's (laughs) it's supposed to be yeah but it's supposed to be it's supposed to be Sergio Leone's like magnum opus was good the bad and the ugly and that's what everybody remembers because of the the music and everything else music is cool it's in dying breed so yeah (laughs) but i mean how can you take i mean you brought up for a few dollars more i mean i mean that's the Second time, as far as I know, it's been remade from a Japanese film. Oh right? yeah, the
1: uh, fist. Well, yo, we
2: we remade. Fist, is it few. fistful? Is it fistful? Fistful dollars? I'm thinking. Of? Yeah, the first
1: one. Okay, yeah. yeah, was
2: only, only. I always me get me and Jacko
1: remade the second one. <laughs> okay,
2: okay, I always get. I always get for a few dollars. <laughs> Two other ass. weirdos from Ritman. <laughs> I always get those two mixed up.
1: <laughs> no, those are the two good ones and they actually had the same yeah. cast almost entirely except for Levan Cleese yeah. but yeah so it was yo um right. Yo Jimbo,
2: And then, Yo Jimbo. yeah yeah.
1: And then uh Fistful of Dollars and then um uh Last Man Standing is also that same movie. Uh,
2: the third time, yes. Yeah. Which I really like cuz I don't know, I it was kind of cool to take a a gangster film and put it in the old west. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I like I liked the uh, it was, I thought it was interesting to do that. Absolutely. Um, but, um, as far as like, like you said, going back to high school, I guess. Yeah. Take, wolf. take your time.
1: <laughs> Let, let's get the, let's get to know you.
2: Um, I actually got the, the, well, the shamrock handle is from baseball. Um, I think it was when, uh, moto and I were playing baseball. I think our sophomore year, I was a very intense sports first. I, especially in baseball. I wasn't really, I was much more built for football to play football, but I was pretty good at baseball. And, uh, but when i'd strike out or i'd pop out or something i'd kind of have a freak out moment and so all these other these this grade below us loved wrestling hmm. and at the time th- this is after Ken Shamrock had done his thing in you and uh fight at UFC at the time um him and um, uh Hoist Gracie and that was over and done with he segued into wrestling and all this um and I did not like wrestling whatsoever. I was not a big fan of it. Um, and then they started like, dude, you freak out like Ken Shamrock. I'm like, what are you talking about? And they me this video of this, of Ken Shamrock just like, like hitting his head and just going like, you know, just doing this, like you do that when you strike out, and they started calling me Shamrock. And so that just stuck. So, <laughs> so I didn't know that. That's so so great. yeah, it ca- it came from Ken Shamrock. <laughs> <So> apparently <laughs> i i i have I'm, I'm i'm as intense as Ken Shamrock. So <laughs> yeah, um, so that's where the handle came from. That's why Brian or sorry, Moto um told you <laughs> Shamrock. Um, a little more laid back now, but yeah, <laughs> as long as I'm not as long as I'm not playing sports. But. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> and then um, so. Uh, in high school you did the morning announcements and played football and baseball and I'm sure I did some other things um, mm-hmm. but after what happened after you graduated
2: uh, after I graduated I did uh, I went to school to play sports and I studied uh, I actually started out uh, studying things I didn't want to study because I always wanted to do uh, originally I was with communications what I wanted to do uh, human communication and they, my school didn't have it so we had a department called uh, Theater and communication. Where did you go? So Where would you te- go to school? Washington and Jefferson College in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. So it's Wa- Washington, PA. So it's a small little town in
0: Washington. Right, I know sorry, Washington. PA. We got family in yep. there. Yeah, and I do. Oh, yeah?
2: Oh, Wapa? Yeah. Warsh. Yeah. So, <laughs> <boy. laughs> um, tossle so cap. So I, I got into... <laughs> That's my favorite.
0: <laughs> That's my favorite Yenzer word. Tossel cap. Yinzer. Yeah. <laughs> is that, is yeah, that was a gonna, was gonna... <laughs> like a like a stocking cap? Yeah, a stocking cap with the, but it's got to have the thing, the poof on the top. Oh, sure. Yeah, the, right. the,
2: the, the poof. On the
0: top.
2: <laughs> yeah. Is it sad that I think there's a video that Dave has of me actually wearing a cap with a poof on the top. Oh. Uh, it was a snow day. Just the <gasps> oh, sled that's Wasn't right. I wearing... <laughs> oh, man. I can't post that
1: one. I would post that one, but that is one of my favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> uh, took a lot of beatings my... is what i recall like jackal and i were <laughs> tall four years older and we just like run around and kind of like toss around the the kids that were happened to be smaller than us at that point <laughs> oh man. oh yeah
2: it was good yeah so yeah that's where i that. got into uh <laughs> yeah that was a good Brian show or sorry moto showed me that <laughs> uh he showed me that, what, over Christmas, and I was watching, I'm like, why are we all, it's the middle of the day, I'm like trying to figure out, like, we were trying to figure out when that day was, and it happened to be, I remember, yeah, yeah, well, it must have been a snow day. I think it was right around, because
1: I was trying to figure, I've been trying very hard to figure out the timeline of these things, and so I think it was right, it was over Christmas break at some point, so
2: we were all off school. Yeah, uh, right, I, I'm thinking, it was, wasn't it that year we had that, we had like a whole extra week and a half? Off of school right after oh, Christmas yeah. break. Remember that? Yeah. Oh no, no, I that, do was, that, I really amazing. That.
0: that. was that was so that awesome. Was, I would think
2: I would, why did we? That was yeah. Uh,
0: that was when we still I, had winters. Oh wow. yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. That was ridiculous. Like I remember, I had to study for a test after Christmas break, and I was like, "Oh yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going." <laughs> <laughs> I fi- oh, I remember. And then when I did, sorry, go ahead. It was, yeah. No, I was gonna say when the snow was melting, I finally sat down and studied.
1: <laughs> I just um, remembered. Uh, <laughs> A little bit about um, my experience, even as a someone four years older than you, um, hanging out around your house that adjoined... So it's like, what is it? If you think of like a tic-tac-toe board, um, mm-hmm. Shamrock's family's house would be like in the upper left quadrant, and uh, the uh, Moto's and mine would be in the lower right. So like, he was, yeah. you know, I don't know what the actual you know, directions are Northwest or whatever. Um, but Mm. can't remember how the sun set over there. But, uh, so I remember going, you had this circular driveway, like you had a driveway that went around your whole house, uh, which is great fun for like riding bikes. (laughs) Um, and then there was a hill for sled ride, are you still laughing at that? I don't know the direction.
0: Uh, no, no, I'm laughing at that you ended it with. I can't remember how the sunset back over there.
1: It really helps that, me where I live line, now.
0: Something about that line just tickled me. It was hilarious.
1: The sun sets um, oh. right in a certain like in a very specific place where I where I live now, yeah. and like uh, in our backyard. So I know I can very easily figure out the nautical direction, which is something yeah. I'm not good at otherwise. Um, you might know. Do you know Shamrock? What the nautical relationship of our two uh, homes?
2: <laughs> let's just say I uh, I I didn't get a good grade in astronomy in college, <laughs> and uh, as long as I know where the moon and the sun is, I can move in certain directions. There you go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there but, you go. But I have uh,
1: I have fond memories I, I that I haven't thought about in decades about just riding around the kind of s- circular loop of your driveway. And and oh, then the also best? the hill that we would sled ride down that was kind of in the middle of that next to the house that would go over the driveway and down mm. through uh, another Pine neighboring. Trees, yeah. yeah, another neighboring. That yeah. was so great. So great. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I also have this very specific memory because your sister is in my class. So I'm guessing I was hanging out with her, but I might have been hanging out with you and Moto. I don't know. It was grade school. I know that. And I know I was cursing up a storm. Like, I have this very specific memory of using all this blue language. And <laughs> I don't know if I got caught by your parents or if there was some other thing to call attention to it. But I actually have this memory of becoming literally ashamed of doing that to the point where I didn't curse for a while. Uh, <laughs> that didn't last long, but... I, uh, <laughs> so anyway there's was some, it, some memories from your backyard that you weren't a part of perhaps
2: <laughs> was it I, I don't know if it was a jess or me it might have been us we might have been did something maybe something something goofy i don't know like i remember we used to do like we used to play big trouble World China all the time
1: oh yeah um, yes sir we did hold, yeah, on. hold yeah, on yeah <laughs> uh-huh. oh yeah I'm wearing. Oh, it. He's wearing a Jack Burton shirt. What? Oh, let's see yes, it. Let's on. see it. Oh not, shit! Uh, yes, let's that. see it. got it. Well, hold on. Got you got to make Christmas noise. You got to make noise and hold still. There we go. All right, and now um, I think maybe I have to make noise and hold still. Uh, I don't know. Someone yeah. else might have to take this.
0: There oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, we go. Uh, uh, do that again, a, uh, they, uh, I'll they, just they, hold they, it there. Hang on, hang on.
1: So I'll keep uh-huh. holding it there, but I'll talk. Yeah. So I'm not sure. It's in in the last. Uh, in the last two years, I think I got uh, it. Shamrock got and sent this to me, and it actually is meant, I think, to go on a hat, but I don't have the right hat yes. yet, so I just have it tacked a hat or up. A jacket. Oh fuck yeah, jacket. Yeah, jacket. Yeah, a jeans jacket. The only kind <laughs> of jacket that matters.
2: <laughs> I actually, I bought a jacket for work that has Velcro patches, and I wear mine at work all the time. <laughs> awesome.
1: Oh, that's awesome. I was trying to remember. I knew he did that. I knew that was a. Kind of a a, a common movie that we like, but like, how did we play? And I knew that I knew we played Big Trouble in old China, but how does one do that? And who got to
2: be whom? Like, you were you always had to be Wang. I know that you were always Wang, and I was always I was always Jack. (laughs) That 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 would work out. You always had to be Wang. Oh my god! (laughs) And the only time we the only time we ever did this is because when Brian wasn't around, because Brian had to take naps, and I didn't at the time. Real all is required. Okay. Yeah. I, I when Brian went to take naps, because because if Brian didn't take a nap, I had to be Eddie. So I'm like, <laughs> so like, so when Brian would take a nap, I'd be like, Dave, let's let's play big. <laughs> I didn't want to be Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nobody wants to be Eddie. Nobody wants to be no. Eddie. <laughs> Who wants to wear a purple plaid jacket? Come on. No one. Oh not one God. person.
1: That seems so unfair, but I guess there's no one else to be. <laughs> if you're going
2: to be a good well, guy. Uh, yeah. Well, how shit. was I going to use the squirt gun that Brian had, the uh, the Tech-9 squirt gun, if Brian was awake, because that was his. <laughs> uh,
1: <holy laughs> he man. had the Jack Burton t- squirt oh, gun. Oh, that's right. It was kind of like shaped like the gun he has.
2: I forgot. No, yeah, about it was. That. It was, Yeah, he had a Tech-9 squirt gun, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Eddie! Holy shit!
1: You know, I, I, it's a good thing we don't live closer to each other, because we would have to make a short because you could easily be Jack Burton now, no problem. And uh, I could what just kind of, if I got the right <laughs> Jean jacket or, or Air Force suit and sucked it in, I could maybe be Wang. <laughs> I mean, hey, obviously I'm God, not Asian, I, but you know.
2: Did you ever, you ever, did anyone ever find it weird? I was bringing this up to my buddies that love this movie when Wang wore the flight suit. Did you ever notice this? That he had the, he had the patch over here. But it was a Japanese flag patch. Did you ever notice that? No, I did. Well,
1: a I wouldn't know the difference. But two, I learned from the commentary that that was just something that that actor Dennis Dunn had because he was in the Air Force, I guess. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Something like that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, Because yeah, if you look at the patch, it's uh, it's what's called subdued. So like, you have your that pork chop express is the actual colors. The one I have is subdued, so it's like uh, tan in the back, and the lettering is green and darker tan. Huh. So it's subdued. So it's like a subdued Japanese flag. So it's green, but it's got the red dot in the middle of it.
3: Oh,
1: so was he,
2: I don't, I was wondering if he, I was always wondering if the actor was Japanese and not Chinese. He must
1: be. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, Chinese so have a was lot like, of hells. <laughs> I,
2: I, yeah. I was like, what? I mean, I didn't even notice it until I got older. And then I'm like, watching, it, and I'm like, why is he wearing a Japanese flag? <laughs> it just <laughs> never made sense to me. Cause I have, you know, I have, I have subdued American flags and, uh, ohio flags too that i wear all the time i'm just like and i got the idea i'm like i saw i'm like wonder if they have those oh and i looked it up online and they're all over and that's where i found uh the pork chop express ones i'm like there must be some (laughs) really big big trouble little china fans out there to make these patches that's awesome yeah Yeah, no joke
1: i love it it. Uh, okay uh, so i bought a ton of them oh sorry so um but i wanted to pick up from where you were uh in uh, Western Pennsylvania, where's the where's so you were in college, and you couldn't be just yeah. a straight communications major; you had to be communications no. and theater.
2: Yeah, so I actually I dove head first into the theater because I really liked it, and the teachers were really cool. Um, and that's actually where I was. You know, I the uh, it's funny because I didn't realize I had got a I got this book that right, really really got me into film. I, mean, I was always into I was always into film. And then I got into like um, more of uh, how to describe it. Just the the nuances and the minutia of making a film, and the ideas of behind writing and how it comes. And I was given this book. Was actually I was given. I'm sorry. I was told to buy this book. I'm sorry (laughs) by a professor. (laughs) And it was. And it was. uh, I didn't. I didn't. I I always. I didn't. This is funny because uh, when I was asked to be on your your these two fine gentlemen's podcast. I was honored. And, um, I wanted to talk about a certain thing. And I knew this was going to come up was, uh, this book was a here with a thousand faces by Joseph Campbell. Yep. Yeah. And I knew I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm holding and up, I'm like, holding up
1: the book right now
2: because yeah, yeah. you gave this to me. And what year would this yeah, have been? I, did, I didn't know where it went until you reminded me on our phone call right this before this book? podcast. Is this your book yes. from, from college? This is the book from WNJ. Yes. It doesn't I look. I bought that at W and J. It doesn't look very red. <laughs> <laughs> no, I <don't. laughs> hey, I read it. No, I read it. I pretty much. I seriously read that in almost like two or three sittings. Wow. I read it from cover That's to cover. So, I had no just,
1: idea this was like. Oh, thanks.
2: That's so cool. Mm.
1: Okay, so so to say more about about this. Uh, I mean, it's a very well, famous a thing, th- but still. <laughs>
2: Once I realized where my copy went, because I couldn't find it, I bought another one. <laughs> okay. And uh, I was thinking about this. and I'm like, "Oh, Dave has that." And I, I went and grabbed my copy real quick. And I'm looking through it. I was like, I "Wonder if Dave want to trade?" And I started looking through mine because he, um, people have added things to his work um, and expanded on it. I think his son does some more work because he's since passed away. Joseph Campbell. Okay. And I think I think his son is in charge of the. They, there's this thing called the Joseph Campbell Archives. That makes yeah. He is very well renowned in the uh, ancient uh, mythical writings. Um, That's why they're on the cover of the book. There is um, you have like ancient Greek, ancient Roman, and then you there's yeah. There's Star Uh, Wars on the cover. Yeah, (laughs) Luke Skywalker in the bottom. There's Luke Skywalker. Yeah, because he he goes into um, the the journey of the hero and how this story is always very similar and very much the same. They all go through the same steps um, to get to their point. Like. there's this I mean, a point would be like uh, the belly of the beast is like where they they have gone from this this small farm child looking into, uh, you know, always wanted to do something more with their life and never having that something drastic happens to their life. And they get to this point where they, you know, I think in the book he describes Jonah and the belly of the whale. He calls it the belly of the whale, yeah. not the belly of the beast, belly of the whale. And it's if, if you put that into the Star Wars context, you have. Luke Skywalker, this poor farm boy that always knows he's destined for something better. He wants to go do something else. He knows he can do this. And then it kind of, that's kind of the first film. He's kind of coming into his own and realizing this and getting his training. And then when he gets into this training, he thinks it's something. And then when he goes into that under, he goes into that little cave under the tree or whatever and meets Darth Vader and finds himself. That's like the belly of the beast. Oh, yeah. And then. It's like, it goes into the... It goes in very... I'm giving a very abbreviated...
1: Yeah, I was going no, to try to... No, no, so no, I was going to yes, try I'm, to hit you with... You're doing a uh, great job. Yeah. Yeah, you actually did do a great job. It is the belly of the whale. <laughs> I'm looking at the table of contents. I was going to try to hit you <laughs> with some of them, but there are so many um, that it's too many to to go through. But as I look <clears> at some of the titles, like <clears throat> um, the call to adventure... And that's what's astounding, is that
0: like th- yeah. there, this is so... It's so universal that there's that right. many that many, like, consistencies in this cycle, that it's just, it's mind-blowing.
1: And it's similar, actually, so, right. um Shermock, before you were on, at some point, mm. so we were talking about what Palmer gave up for Lent, which is movies, pizza, and something we're calling cake, but uh, we got into <laughs> a little bit about Lent, and I got on this tear about uh, The Last Temptation of Christ, <laughs> but, but, like, the... um the the interesting thing is like th- this this hero's journey includes things like the bible <laughs> like so the, right. that yeah, uh, we talk yeah. about lent well, in the I mean, that, days, and the 40 days that, that would fit.
2: story is that essentially a story of jesus so it's like yeah. you know it, they they bring that they it, he's not very biblically minded in his writing he's trying to he's an anthropologist is that right
1: am i making that up i
2: yes he is yeah i think he's yes. a
1: cultural anthropologist
2: yes and so but he tries to relate and that book is like so good at just placing modern analogies to ancient stories, including the Bible. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very interesting how he does it. And I don't know. I just remember that. I remember that book so well on how much it impacted me on how I look, especially since I love those types of movies. Like, uh, I mean, you look at what star Wars I and mean, you look at the, you look at the basics, star Wars, matrix, anything that has, that is so obvious that lends itself to that book so well, and then the less obvious ones like Conan. Um, what is best in life? You think?
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you crush your enemy. <laughs> hear them.
1: I don't remember the whole. Speech. What is it? The crush, crush your enemies. It, all, hear, see them driven before you, and hear the, hear lamentations,
2: them, of the, and, <laughs> the lamentations of the women. The lamentations <laughs> of their women.
1: Crush your enemies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Oh, he was on the cut. Co- he was on the cover of Entertainment. <laughs> He wants to take on Trump. <laughs> oh, I
1: know. Yeah. yeah, I've heard. Yeah, we'll, we'll take my ratings and place them up against you. I take your job. You take my job.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> In this movie, we only kill 145 In- as opposed to the last movie where we killed 175. Do <laughs> you know what? Sorry. This is an interesting... Last action. <laughs> this is such an interesting point because I thought about this. Demolition Man predicted this what <laughs> yes it predicted arnold schwarzenegger becoming president if you go back and watch yes, demolition did, yeah. demolition they men they are driving down the road and she's like the arnold schwarzenegger presidential library and he's like <laughs> oh, i didn't remember that he that he became president uh because i love like like stallone and schwarzenegger like always would put these ribs these digs at each other in like like I love in Last Action Hero when they the see Terminator. the Terminator two <laughs> cut out and it's Sylvester Stallone and he's like, "What? That's one of his best movies." And it's like it's so good. Uh, I'm doing a terrible Arnold Schwarzenegger, but uh, no, they're driving me. like um, they're driving down the road and she's like, "That's the presidential, the Schwarzenegger presidential library." And he's like, "He became president," and uh, <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, once they pass the something amendment." Which allowed foreign uh, <laughs> people born in foreign lands to become president, and this is going to happen. Like he's going to end up doing this, and they'll end yeah. up. He'll end up becoming president. I, I would. I think I would take Arnold Schwarzenegger over. Yeah. Uh, Oh, for Donald Trump, I yeah, think. I, don't I don't know, know
1: about that Donald Trump. Uh, he's mentally irregular. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh I man, really. Stallone in there too. Yeah, like, oh, be, of course. I went through yeah. a big Stallone
2: phase. Oh. The uh, uh, Secretary of State. So <laughs> oh fun. my
0: God! Can you imagine? <laughs> Let's just get all the Expendables in. Like <laughs> I. Uh, I I don't. I don't know about chasing
2: chickens, though, but hey, yeah, you know I don't. I don't know. It's like chasing Iraqis. <laughs> uh,
0: so awesome.
2: What's is, what is
1: what going on? on? Oh, sorry. My my printer was just speaking to me. I, oh. I like, oh, oh God. Um, okay. Wait. So uh, so you're studying. You're studying the hero. Um, it was, it was a theater class that hipped you to the the hero's journey, or no? So it's yes. the more general.
2: It was actually a, let me think back here, it was a, I think it was a writing class actually, or a, it was either, it was either studying playwriting or was it, it was a writing class um, with one of my professors that weren't very, it was a very small college, so I didn't have a lot of professors that, um, I had one who was an actor. Who who taught a lot of the acting classes and the uh, playwriting classes because he wrote a lot of plays and he did a lot of acting. But then there was one teacher who was, um, Scott Frank. He's actually done some stuff in I think my acting teacher was in a movie with Sinbad called Houseguest. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I know Houseguest.
0: Yeah, I, I love Sinbad. He was, he was <laughs> yeah. He was
2: he was in he was in Houseguest and uh, I guess I could use his name since he was in it. So uh, James Cameron, he was in that. Oh. not that James Cameron <laughs> Yeah, or, or no, I was like whoa that's the credit I'm sorry, he not led James with Cameron. Was the,
0: I was in house guest <laughs> maybe, maybe go by Cameron. Jimmy but I don't
2: know <laughs> no it was Bill Cameron I'm sorry oh, okay. I'm, I'm mixing up names it was Bill Cameron I'm Bill sorry Cameron. Bill Cameron <laughs> and then my writing teacher who I did a lot of stuff with was uh, Scott Frank and he's done some other stuff he's credited on some stuff somewhere I forget where um, and then the other teacher was basically stage production and he was you know he was he was a lot of fun too my stage production i had a lot of fun just helping him uh work in the booth um doing lighting for theater just i basically was just helping him do whatever he needed to do uh building stuff it was really cool cuz he he was very he did a lot with not very much and it was really cool nice um to to these group of guys but uh it was uh Scott Frank who had that book and uh he's he he turned me on to that and I was just like, I was like, kind of, I was like, okay, you've given me something that I can like, I can take. Cause I don't know much about stage productions. I mean, I like watching plays. I love watching plays and I love reading plays, but you took it and you, you related it to something that I grew up with, which was film with me and all my friends. So now I just open up this whole new world. And it's just like, they are two different beasts when it comes to putting on a production and either, either it's acting or producing it or pr- putting on the production or whatnot. But it's, um, you just made it relatable for me. So it kind of, once it, I hit with that, um, it was weird because I was playing sports at the time and sports kind of took a backstage to that. <laughs> and then I kind of dove headfirst into just I know I was doing stage stuff, but I was still in the back of my head. It's just film, 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 film. I'm relating. I'm trying to take what's on stage, which I know has been done on film before because we did The Crucible, which I know has been done on film before. But everybody says that most of the stage productions are 10 times better than the film ever was, even though it has Daniel Day-Lewis in it, you know. Um,
1: I do remember him was, in the man. in the water, like, doing a Daniel Day-Lewis, like, kind of freak out, shamrock freak out. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's like...
2: But it's my name! Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, like, <laughs> 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 I haven't seen that in,
1: like, 20 years, but I do remember that.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Nonetheless, oh, yeah, yeah I can imagine how yeah, that's a powerful you, play. You yeah.
2: probably saw it because I forgot you had you had a Winona Ryder thing, didn't you? I absolutely
1: <laughs> did, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So, I, got I got a lot of things. The Crucible. A lot of things. A lot of
2: broads whose careers I followed <laughs> yeah, very closely. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of broads.
1: It's not creepy at all, but
2: <laughs> yeah, but that's when it it, it kind of took it kind of took a weird, crazy turn, and I just I don't know. I I quit. I actually just stopped playing. Uh, I kind of left sports. So you were playing Um, sports
1: in college and you left it for the theater?
2: (laughs) Uh, I just wanted to kind of do my own thing. i had been playing sports for so long. I mean, I love football um, and it was a weird time. Uh, My head coach that I really like playing for left. Um, He kind of got forced out. It wasn't a great situation. Um, And I tried to come back my junior year and play. And then I was just like, "This, this isn't what I came here to do. I liked what I had started with, like my freshman and sophomore year playing football. I played baseball my sophomore or freshman year, but that was like whenever I didn't do very well. But I always stuck with football. And it, was, it wasn't a very amiable situation. So it was kind of like I had reached, a, I guess, a, what you'd call it, a nexus. I was like, uh, do your own thing or keep playing sports. And I was like, um, you know, I kind of like this. So I'm kind of done with the, the football is not fun anymore because my, the person I came here to play for is gone and the, the whole program has changed. Yep. So go do your own thing, you know? So I went and did my own thing and I really just dove head first. And I think that was around the time when, uh, um, I was just talking with Brian about this and that's of good segue into some of my other points that I was going to bring up to you guys. The was, crossing uh, of the first threshold perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. You got your notes. I see. Yeah. I was just looking at the table of contents.
1: It's right out of the hero's journey of Shin. Crossing the
2: first. (laughs) Crossing the. All right. To put that into context, crossing the first threshold would be when Luke didn't want to leave Tatooine and Obi Wan convinced him, like, what do you have left? Why not come with me? He didn't want to leave at first, but he does. So that's cross taking that first step into the hero's journey. So he crossed the first threshold and now he's going to the Death Star. That's
1: brutal. Like that moment where he's like, you know there's nothing good you could have done, Luke. You'd have been killed too, that always bothered me, yeah,
2: like
0: yeah
1: why why a why assume?
2: Because he, he wasn't ready yet yeah, that, no, was, I that was that was one, yeah. yeah, but it just seemed insulting, yeah
1: <laughs> right but, yeah. <laughs> like, don't talk to Luke Skywalker that way, but you forget he's not really Luke Skywalker yet he's you know he's Luke. not did I, you guys we, know right. do you guys know about the the scene that's cut from the So I heard Mark Hamill interviewed recently on the Nerdist podcast. Yeah. And he talks about this thing that evidently is very well known, but I had never heard it, which is a scene that is in the novelization of Star Wars, and I think was filmed. Uh, So the novelization, which was supposedly written by Lucas himself, uh, or at least ghostwritten or something. There's a scene where Luke goes into Taoshi Station earlier, in like, like a teen club or something. And it's it's s- on
2: YouTube, actually. Oh my God, are I've, you serious? I, I've seen it. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah. Holy well, shit! Finish. Oh man. Where he actually talks to the guy that's dead, right? Something uh, that, where like, what's his name? Is it Biggs? Right? Probably. Oh, I didn't know. Or, R.I.P. Biggs. It, <laughs> I
1: think, I think yeah, it's no, B- I think it's
2: Biggs. I've seen this. yeah. I mean, I do. I remember. Whoa. I got all that Star Wars stuff from you, yeah, and it's actually on YouTube somewhere. I watched it on YouTube. Oh my God! The Station, yes. Yeah, I bar? guess it shows yeah, goes, him as being goes, a, uh, yeah.
1: an outcast. or like he didn't fit in there on
2: Tatooine because they had all joined the rebellion. and He had. Holy
1: shit! I had no idea. No. Of course you know. See, this is why this is why Shamrock's <laughs> here.
2: Well, <laughs> oh, I, I had the, I had those moments before. Trust me. Fuck! Like literally in my that. life, I've had those moments. What yeah. moments? What are you talking about? Well, I mean, I, I understand that it's weird that it's cut from the film because I had those moments when, you know, I was in college when all my friends had joined the, my friends that had joined the military out of high school, um, had all obviously after nine 11 got sent to Iraq, Afghanistan whatnot. And I met with them. And I think this is right before I went into, went into the military and it was 2003, 2004. And they're all saying like, don't do this. I'm like, well, I don't, I ne- they never made me feel like an outsider, but myself it was something I always had to do and I always wanted to do. So I, when I watched that, I thought of that. Like remember talking with my two friends that had both actually three of them that had done this stuff like, Hey, well, I'm going to do it whether you tell me to do it or not. Like they, they you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> and, and I went and did it. And they were less like, they didn't say it, it was weird. Like they weren't, Unhappy, but they were concerned because they knew what I was in for. Um, And it was kind of cool because when I actually watched this years later, I'm like, "Huh, I remember feeling the same thing." What they're talking about this scene right here as I did oh, back wow. in 2004. Yeah, it was interesting. Holy shit! Yeah, he, and he, I liked how they did it because if you actually see it, like they don't make him feel like an outsider. They're just like, "Hey, when are you joining, man?" But my friends were the ac- exact opposite. They're like. Don't do this. Like you don't need to do this. You don't need to prove anything to anybody. It's like nothing. Want to prove anything to anybody? It's something I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted. My whole plan was to either go in the military and go to college afterwards, or go on or uh, go to or sorry, go to college and then go to the military after college. So one, it was going to happen one way or the other. So <laughs> I just did it. But I, it was a very relatable thing in that film, and I think it might have been cut if I'm if I think about it, I'm thinking about like, maybe it was cut because this happened like right after Vietnam. And like, they're very late. Like, it's weird how Hollywood is very conscious in that kind of, yeah. When they're, they're movies that aren't about war. They don't want to kind of, they don't want any kind of, they don't want anything to bring up bad times at all. Right. Um, and I've heard like even in recent years, they've been cutting certain things from films just because of what's happened over there. Um, and it's weird like really like that wouldn't even like but then again i'm not i'm a veteran now i'm not a civilian so i don't maybe i see it differently than someone else would see it so maybe it would impact them differently like it being a uh, a right wing kind of film instead of just kind of a middle the road or a left wing film right so if things are taken out here and there that's just very weird and it's i don't know well i was just looking Sorry, at uh on.
1: i've heard this before about uh vietnam films that it took a while for for that uh, to be acknowledged in movies in a kind of meaningful way, and I'm looking at like Apocalypse Now, which which is you know one of the seminal films about that war. And right. That's 1979. The Deer Hunter is uh yeah. uh 78, and Star Wars mm-hmm. was what 77? Am I making 77. I might make it up. 77. So yeah, that yeah. was yeah.
2: fresh after we were out of there in 75. So yeah. I yeah, dropped so a like,
1: link to that scene in the chat. Oh my way, god, I can't wait to see YouTube. this. Um, I want to dive into this transition between cuz uh between um this college life and the military life and I know you want to talk about uh action films kind of in uh in some kind of contrast mm. to your experience in the military. But I have to pee mm. and my my glass is empty, sir. So yeah, I, I need think
2: to get water. <laughs> Oh, I th- I, I feel you. I am right there with you. Okay, so let's right. keep
1: let's keep the things rolling, Palmer. You're you're a goddamn titan of of uh, of restraint. Yeah. I can't I'm gonna go get another pint of water. I'm gonna get beer and all the crackers. Awesome. <laughs> so.
3: She got you jumping off the deck Shoving in the overdrive Highway to the Game is on. I'll take it <laughs> <laughs> right And go Ha! Oh, I know what you did there
1: <laughs> Time to go uh, I was telling Brian I should do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> time to go. That's <laughs> uh, one of my uh, one of my great regrets in life. Adam is when when you did the first time you ever plugged somebody at Christmas and I didn't catch on right away. I'm like, oh, oh god, I, <laughs> I fucked it up. <laughs> of course not. <laughs>
2: of course not. What the hell? <laughs> oh, son of a bitch, must pay. <laughs> no i have to uh just just to get into this i have to <laughs> tell when i i went to arizona for my buddy's wedding and he uh there was it was much was my marine buddy and 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 one of our other friends uh um he was also a marine and he came in from texas and he we had he's older he's about he think he's a couple years older than me and we he'd found out that jake my buddy jake had never seen big trouble in little china it was on netflix at the time we're like oh okay go inside right now <laughs> we just
0: put it on oh man
2: <laughs> he's like what is this he,
0: he's he's, you he's
3: leave in his late 20s now alone.
2: yeah he's he's in his late 20s now sorry i think he's getting ready to turn 30 here shortly but i'm like he's never seen it and
3: oh, at man. the time
2: at, at the time and i still am trying to get back in the re- reserves and uh I was looking at him to go on groundside infantry or whatever, and at the the very end of the movie, like he was he was quoting lines that I never even thought about, like, Pay the wings of freedom never lose a feather." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, oh, what the hell? Like, how did I, how did these slip by me? Like, these are so quotable. <laughs> uh, I'm Especially sure. in the
1: military. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that movie is the root of your military service, sir. <laughs>
2: right. Oh, and he said. He, we were, and after we'd watched it, I think it was the next day or later that night, we're outside smoking or whatever. And he says to me, he's like, he goes, We really shook the pillars of heaven, didn't we, Wang? And then I'm like, he's, He says, That's what Adam's going to say after he gets in his first firefight. Like,
3: I, just, just
2: like, I never thought about that, but if I ever get one, yep, that's going to oh, yeah. exactly
3: what I'd say. Oh, that's
1: so uh, awesome! You should be so lucky to have a buddy. Would be like no horseshit, Wang.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, one could only hope, right? <laughs> you own a restaurant. That's a hell of a lot more than me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jack. Can we just get a little trailer with a little cabin for two. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I remember. Ah, oh, what's how did I forget her name? Crazy already? Law. What the heck. <laughs> Gracie Law. Yeah, Gracie Law is here. <laughs> Attorney at
3: law.
1: <laughs> oh, mutual oh. fidelity insurance. <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> I, you should know. I pay you two thousand bucks in premiums. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> right.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Holy um, shit, okay, <laughs> um,
3: awesome.
1: okay. So you are in college. you've somehow eschewed sports, yes, for theater exactly. <laughs> were you theater. acting yes. you were acting uh, and stuff, or did you act in I high was, school or is this a completely new thing?
2: I acted in a did a, I had a small bit part in a play with uh, one of our teachers. Um, Palmer, of course you, 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 with Mrs. Sabo. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah. I just uh, did, I did that a, play a small... my
0: senior year. That one played my senior year. Were you, was yeah, really? so that I the did. one you were in? I think it was oh, actually my God. Well, I a dark
2: and I stormy night. Yes. I think that was it. I played the husband, husband or whatever. <laughs>
0: oh <laughs> my gosh. He, yeah. So there, there's so many crazy things. Happen. Like I still to this, like, because my sister's name in that play was Hepzibah, and I still remember like <laughs> Hepzibah. Like, <laughs> like, I, I was driving home from work the other day, and that line like came to me, like a, a line from that play came to me. It's so weird. That's outrageous that we're talking about that right now. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So
1: the two of you were in the same play together in in high school.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think it was my junior year. Yeah, yeah. I that was my, I was my Or no, wait a minute.
0: No, that would have been your it sophomore was, year.
2: Sophomore year? Uh wait, wait a minute. Wasn't was it Dark and Stormy Night? It might not have been that one. I take that back because I know uh trying to think of the people they would have been in high school. Yeah, you might have graduated by the time she got she convinced me to be in a play. I, I think it was actually my senior year. I take that back. I okay. apologize. I misquoted. Yeah, no. But it was no. a, it it was a similar play though. And I, I remember I remember uh, the stormy night with you. I do remember that were you in the audience for that one then or you were oh yeah i came to see those i i, I always came to see the plays and stuff huh. um where there was you or you know jacko or uh mr mr, mr. uh steel yeah and mr Palm and mr palmer yeah.
3: oh man
1: <laughs> i played the the jimmy stewart role and you can't take it with you with the accent <laughs> not really oh yeah oh uh, oh Mr. that's oh. definitely a pleasurable oh. sensation that's my mark <laughs> were
0: you in that sixth grade math class that i taught when i was in eighth grade <laughs> with all of them what what does that was even it with, mean wait was that with was that with peterson yeah i think i might have been actually. And like pelfrey yes. and <laughs> like it was like pelfrey was in that class yes i remember this Do oh you remember my gosh that? yeah yeah you because were you one were of like, my first students, like literally one of my first <laughs> students. That's so crazy. That's outrageous. Yeah.
1: Are you telling me you taught you, uh, you taught eighth grade and sixth grade, or, or, so, or sixth grade and eighth grade? <laughs> so,
0: so, <laughs> yeah. So so all right. So Mr. Peterson was like one of the coolest teachers he ever. He was,
1: yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, I don't know.
0: Is yeah, and um, he taught. So he taught sixth grade math. I had him for sixth grade math. He taught sixth grade math all the way through middle school, and. uh My eighth grade year, I had a study hall that I was like, I don't want to study hall. So I went up and talked to him and I was like, listen, I don't want to study hall. Can I could just come up here? And uh, he's like, yeah, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. Can I be like your teacher or sister or whatever, like teach your class or whatever? And he's like, sure, that sounds great. And so I taught that that for that year or for that semester while I had instead of study hall. I taught that one period of six, like literally What? would like, he'd be like, here's the lesson plan. Here's what we're supposed to cover. And like, he would sit down and do, he got a free period. while I taught the class and like, I would give the tests. I'd the lectures, (laughs) like all (laughs) God. That's a PMR. Hey, tell me Maplewood. Tommy Maplewood oh, shit, here. Tommy
1: Maplewood's there. He looks like Tommy a massive <laughs> <laughs> You were the only
2: person. I, I'm sorry. I can't hear you too well. I'm just hearing you through the headphones. You were the only person in the Big Toe Club. Yes. From Mr. Peterson. Big Toe yeah. Club. only oh, person. Yeah. Big Toe. What is I had that? to bring it up. What is Big um, Toe Club? So. It's
0: from the movie. Oh, um, go ahead, Palmer. From Stripes, actually. It was like Sergeant Holka was the Big Toe.
1: Oh, I've never seen stripes, isn't that terrible? <laughs> uh,
2: so it's not great, but the boot camp stuff is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, all that stuff. Well, always <laughs> oh, great things about the it. The
0: second act, it just falls apart in the second or the third act. Yeah. Right? It, it's it's just absolutely just- a trash. Uh so um, but so Peterson, Mr. Peterson was this awesome teacher that all of us have had. I Which didn't have him. I did not oh, have, didn't him. have him. Oh, you no, didn't have him. Oh, his man. um, his oh, son was oh. in my
1: grade, and I think that was intentional. And he uh, was friends with his oh. son. He was in the crow, and uh, yeah. So yeah. I never got that pleasure. I though I think I honestly, from all I've heard, think my relationship with math would be different had I had him as a teacher.
2: Yeah, and his because son had that, his. Oh, sorry, his son had the worst nickname. Go Palmer, go.
0: No, no, the, the, it just like. He was just this awesome teacher that, like, just he played guitar. He was a singer-songwriter. He was in Vietnam. He, uh... He fucking he makes
1: would, an album every year. He's done this for
0: I don't know how many years.
1: Yeah. yeah, He still does, just, does it. Wow. Moto helped him f- with one for a minute. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Uh, and just,
0: it, like, it, it, just amazing stuff, and he would, like, sing guitar all... Like, he would sing and play guitar in class all the time. And, uh... If you, when you would take a pre-test, if you got a hundred percent, you didn't have to take the post-test. He would give you hot chocolate and you got to sit on the roof and watch everybody (laughs) else take the test. On the roof? Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I can picture that room. Yeah. His room like went right out onto the roof of the middle school, which that fucking building got tore down. Like I, I have so many fond memories of that building. Yeah. Uh. He was I can't just this. Um, you
1: were a teacher there as an eighth
0: grader. That he was, was just this, this really cool teacher, and so when I had him in sixth grade, we had this really. It, it he is the per, the reason why I wanted to become a teacher. Wow. Like hands down, like wow, that's yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and so and he gave me my first teaching job. Like I still <laughs> yeah. considered like you guys that period. I still consider you were my first students that I ever had. Because like I legit, he had a substitute teacher come in, and her notes for the per- that period, I like walked in, and she's like, "Are you uh, you? uh, Are you?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Well, it says right here that you know what to do." I was like, "Yeah, I got it." And she like, <laughs> she like sat there and read while I taught that period, like, and <sighs> it was crazy. So the big toe thing was, and when I was in sixth grade. Um, <laughs> Mr. Peterson like had this picture, uh, or he? Oh, he's like I was. We were just. It was just one day. We were just sitting there, and he's like, uh, I was watching Stripes the other day. Have you Have you guys ever seen Stripes? And I was like, I was like, yeah, I've seen Stripes. He's like, yeah. He's like, I I was thinking about how uh, you know, when when Bill Murray gives the speech about how Sergeant Hulk is the big toe. He's like, I'm your guys' big toe. And I was like, "Oh, can I be the big toe?" And he's like, "Nope, you're on your way, but you're not the big toe yet. You're the big toe in training." That's what he said. And so for three, I was there that I was there that day, and I remember this now. <laughs> really? Are you serious? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's so awesome! Um, and so uh, he showed
2: the video. He showed the video clip that day, didn't he? May oh yeah oh, yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah like he, yeah, like he showed that, the video
2: clip <laughs>
0: yeah and, and so like he showed that one thing like could you imagine first off a teacher nowadays showing an R rated like a, even in if it, the clip doesn't have anything to do with like there's boobs and stuff in that movie and the clip he showed didn't have any swearing in it and it didn't have any nudity in it but man that teacher would that teacher would be fired anyways he didn't care but he uh, he shows the video clip and I make the joke about like, oh, like, can I be the big toe? And He's like, no, you're the big toe in training. And so then for the, like the rest of the time that I was in middle school, so sixth grade, the rest of sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, every time I would see him. Am I the big toe yet? Nope. Nope. You're still in training. <laughs> and so when we graduated, had our eighth grade graduation, which, you know, whatever. uh <laughs> And they were doing the the end-of-the-year awards for, and they would couple the 8th grade graduation with the end-of-year awards that they would do for all three grades. And, like, I don't know if you guys got the impression, but, like, Mr. Peterson was definitely like, he was like a lone wolf compared to the rest of the teachers right of the building. So, like, he didn't really participate in a lot of that stuff. And I remember sitting there in 8th grade and seeing him he has a jacket on, like a suit coat on, and like a uh, and and looks nice and he's walking up to the podium and he's got a nice like envelope with him. And I'm like, "What the hell is Mr. Peterson doing?" And he like starts telling this story about how there was this student who, you know, has been here for 3 years and and blah 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 and we've had this ongoing joke oh, and uh, uh and how He's really meant a lot to me, and he's really made it worthwhile. And he taught my class this year, and blah, and and he's like, so I just want to present this award. And he pulls out this like photocopied award that he took the picture because he took a picture of his big toe, like the big toe joke <laughs> oh, my I sixth grade it. year. I remember that, yeah. And he had that. it hanging <laughs> up in his room, like it was a Polaroid of his big toe, and it was up yeah. on oh, the. It's, like, it stayed there. Don't worry. It yeah, stayed there. Yeah, year, <laughs> well, the year. award that he gave me <laughs> was a Xerox of that big toe. And it said on it, let it be known from this day forward to anybody ha- who wants to know that Palmer is now an official big toe. And so like I got to in, like I got to graduate <laughs> eighth grade at like I finally three years. I finally got to be a big toe. But You're the only one. Yeah, you were the only one. <laughs> and the only one, apparently. Yeah. that's Oh, man. Man, Mr. Astounding. Peterson. was. astounding.
1: Oh, my yeah. God. I am so glad to hear that. I, I was unaware of every single facet of that story. That was completely new to me. And yeah. I'm a little glassy-eyed.
0: That's awesome, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's the kind of teachers that you have in this little, like, bohung town, right? That, like, makes yeah. you want to be a teacher. And so, yeah. Oh, man. Such wow. an amazing guy. Such an amazing well, they, guy. But yeah, so yeah. like long walk, short drink. So <laughs> my eighth grade year, I said, I don't want to do this study hall. He's like, <laughs> I was like, he's like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, can I come up and teach your class that period? He's like, sure. And he was like, I like to just have. I mean, in hindsight, as a 37 year old with 10 years teaching experience in hindsight, he totally was just like, fuck yeah, you can come teach my class. I don't give a shit. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll take an extra free period. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, so it was probably, it may have been borderline irresponsible on his part, but then at the uh, same time, yeah. like, he was just like, yeah. he had total was- confidence in me. And, like, and, and, so, and that's the kind of stuff that, like, you need to give kids. Like, he was just totally like, you got this. And, like, was hands off. He never, Oh man, he let me grade your guys' papers. He let me give the tests, teach the lectures, all that stuff. And like,
2: man, well, and on top of that, like you knew your, you you knew your stuff, you knew your shit when it came down to math. You you had it down. Yeah, but I mean, mm-hmm. I,
0: the, yeah, that's part. I sure, but I mean, but still, just know for like as a teacher, looking at the confidence that he had and man just awesome just a great teacher so right
2: and i mean it's funny that because i was gonna when you started talking about that talking about the big toe i was gonna bring that up i'm like oh shit he was there i'm like (laughs) like, he was there for this whole big toe viewing and everything else. (laughs) (laughs) i was there for that too holy shit yeah Yeah. i forgot i was just and the speech i'm like oh i remember that speech when he walked up and gave that speech yeah <laughs> i'm like yeah i'm like big toe i remember it didn't i didn't it didn't register at first i'm like oh yeah the big the stripes i was just like the big toe <laughs> <I'll> never... <laughs> yeah man so yeah i mean it was he was always really cool and i remember there was uh one of my favorite memories of him because he was my homeroom teacher and they took us to uh silver creek for a field trip right and this is this is before outdoor ed he took they. uh He had to take his whole homeroom class and you went off and did your own thing. (laughs) I'll I'll never forget this. I've always been interested in the military and everything else because or my dad never told me. And I remember finding his uniform and asking, him, hey, dad, what's this? And he had to because my dad never he didn't talk about it a lot because he wasn't he was in during Vietnam, but he was a reservist and never got sent. Yeah. So um, because he knew he was going to get drafted anyway because he was he was fresh out of college. So he was just like, "All right, well, I'm not going to dodge the draft. I'm just going to join the reserves." So he did that. So I remember Peterson when he, I think, I don't know if Peterson got drafted or he just he just went in or whatnot. But we were walking through Silver Creek, and everyone was being really loud and stupid. We're being stupid sixth grade kids, right? And he's like, "Hey, in Vietnam, here's what we had to do." He's telling this whole sixth grade class we had to walk in a straight line. We had to step where everybody else stepped. Because the guy in front was looking out for booby traps. If you stepped on a booby trap, you would kill everybody. And he's telling the sixth grade class this. And I remember I'm just sitting here like, yep, okay, okay. Can I walk behind you? <laughs> it was just like, and, the, and then the whole class just got, like, glass face. They're like, yeah. what? What? Yeah. We're going to die? I'm just like, I'm just thinking back, like, how the hell does a sixth grade teacher get away with telling these kids'
0: stories about yep. Vietnam? <laughs> How about the I was like holy shit? How about the fact that and this isn't a commentary on Peterson, this is a commentary on like the you know Ritman School <laughs> District. Do you how about the we're gonna build our own math textbooks this year? And we would get shitty three ring uh, okay. binders like uh. that were donated from like PCA or Morton Salt or something, and he got a sample book. That they didn't buy. It was like a sample textbook given by a company right. that he then would Xerox the pages out and three-hole punch them. And by the end of the year, we had a full three-ring binder that was the whole textbook. Right. That's... Yeah. Oh, asinine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, not Mr. Peterson's fault. That's... Right. Oh he he would I don't know he he would just talk shit
2: on the administration all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <Man>. To us. <laughs> to yeah. us. Yeah. Like we can do anything about it. Yeah. Like, uh, sorry, Mr. <laughs> Pete. Sixth, sixth graders. What to do. Like you're
0: commiserating <laughs> with sixth graders. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still teaching? Do we know? No. No. no? I don't no think he's so. Oh. No, he's, Jesus' yeah, he's retired. Um and i I heard that he got really bitter in the last like years. Like, I I mean, if if we were already cognizant
1: of how bitter he was, we we were talking too about my, my battle with
0: bitterness (laughs) and I'm only 37 myself and I wasn't in Vietnam. Holy shit. Oh no. He, I, I mean, he was like, I, I heard that he, well, he switched to like teaching art. Right. And Mm. I went down to see him once while I, uh, while I was, doing my undergrad and he was down in the um in the do you know the uh you remember the basement room like if you went all the way down the stairs and then did that u-turn right at the bottom and you went down three more stairs and there was like that classroom that was like a lower level like where um, home ec used to be yeah home ec was down there yeah yeah, yeah. I, I had an art class
1: there um uh, <clears throat> possibly the robart if that's possible so he was
0: a high school art teacher. I don't know. I, I remember, remember Robart down at the other end of the hallway in the middle school. Oh,
1: you're talking about, okay. I know the home ed yeah. area. Yeah. Okay. In the middle school. You know what I'm talking about? And I I, absolutely I, do. I had
0: music in there too with, um, with Mr. Sims. But oh, anyways.
1: shit. Mr. Sims. You know, this is actually really fast, but I always think of Mr. Sims when I hear the national anthem played, yeah. people clap at the end. And I remember learning from him in nope. probably middle school was like, no. Nope. Nope. No clapping. That's don't, not disrespectful.
2: I, is, I still yep. don't do it. I still don't clap down the to this day. I don't
1: Sen- either because of that. That's so crazy. <laughs> it's a great impression they have. I know, oh, so I know man. that space. So you're talking about yeah. you visited. Well, Peterson that's where Mr.
0: Peterson's like room was, and this is during my undergrad. I'm you're like you know still I'm still riding on that confidence that like he helped instill. You know, and uh, all excited for being a teacher and uh, I went to see him and he had converted over to switch to teaching art. And he was down in that room. That's where his classroom was, was in that space. And I sat to, and he did a, a considerable amount of time during that conversation, basically giving me all the evidence of why I should not become a teacher. And like, how things were different and how uh, they and and looking back my problems with being a teacher it's funny is like some of them were still there like uh cuz he was like I was lucky I got to get a permanent license so I never had to renew my license but now like you have to renew it and and like I'm coming up I'm I'm due for renewal in June my license expires this June and it's going to cost me like almost $300 to get it all like renewed And, uh, he's like, I know I never had to do that, but then he, oh man, he really talked about ripped on kids. And he's like, the kids are just like so different than they used to be. And, uh, he was very bitter. I don't know. It was weird. Like he just did not give off the same impression that he, I always felt like all that bitterness when we had him and see if you guys agree with this, like it was only directed at the administration. He still, he loved teaching and he loved the kids and he loved like teaching them math. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel like that was all, that was, that was all okay. Yeah. He would bitch about administration, but it was always administration. But then like later on, he was just like, he hated all of it. He was just bitter. I feel like, I don't know.
2: He always called the administration, the man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, Palmer, how do you feel like that would stack up or I have not watched it yet, but the video you showed me earlier about millennials, that kind of generational gap, do you feel like it was uh, something similar with him and the kids he was feeling um, frustrated with or something more?
0: No, I, I maybe, maybe the start, the the first initial um, rumblings of of millennials, maybe, but yeah, I think it was just a, a combination of him getting older. Uh, Rittman, I think was a district that went through a lot of upheaval in a short amount of time. Um, and never really recovered that well from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which made, which I, I'm only thinking from a teacher standpoint, like would have made it really difficult to enjoy working for them, you know? Uh, um, And I, I don't know. I mean, if you read the research, the research say kids never change. It's that you get a different perspective as you get older, hmm. but then I don't know. It feels like they fucking change though. Doesn't it feel like the like kids are different? I don't know. Oh, uh,
2: I know that I know since I've moved back home, I'm when I was unemployed, my mom was telling me like, get on and then get on a substitute teacher list and do this stuff. I'm like, mom, there's no way. I would be because I I don't I wouldn't start yelling or screaming at kids, but I'm telling you this right now. Um if some of the things that I've heard from our teachers, like that we've all had, all, all three of us, or you know, um uh if someone said that to me, I might have a very, very, very um I would ever put my hands on a kid, but very not teacher-like response to it. Like, yeah. hey, uh, if, I, if I gave a kid an F on a test, say I'm going to put a bomb in your car. Um, whoa, I might have a huge issue with that because I know that happened to a, uh, a family friend and a teacher of mine, or a former teacher of mine. Um, she, she gave a kid a D or F on a test and he said, I'm going to put a bomb in your car. Like, what kind of, who, what kid, I, I would never dream of saying that to anybody. Yep. Yeah, And I know a lot of the punks that I grew up with that I know now that were rowdy and nasty as hell as kids would never have said, hey, I'm going to put a bomb in your car. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, come yep. on. Okay. Kids never change, huh? Where does a kid get the audacity to say something like that? Right. Like, where does that happen? Is he watching too much news or his parents just don't care? Is he watching shitty movies? Way too young, I mean... Uh, I just uh,
3: (laughs) did something. That's what happened to society. Double medium one comes around.
0: That actually (laughs) sounded like an explosion. Bro attention. (laughs) There is a rap song where he says... (laughs)
2: Throw some D's on that bitch. Throw Uh, some D's on that bitch. Mono, this is a good look for you. So I can graduate. Absolutely. Roy Orbson, right? Roy Orbson? So, you know, hey, that's what I did to my school teacher. Every every other kid should learn from me. I'm a teacher. Look at me. I teach people. Uh,
1: People come to me. I train them. That's what I do. I train people. (laughs) I train people.
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was like the other
1: guy Dubbing his voice So This has it, been so fun And I know it's, it's going uh, Unfortunately uh, Shamrock, uh, Palmer and I were talking For quite a long time before we rung you in We, we learned right. on this episode Perhaps it's a good idea To have non-guest episodes And guest episodes mm-hmm. So you can give yep. your guests proper time We've been talking for fun. I think a good three hours or so and uh, I want to talk a, a whole lot more to you about many things in the future, but let's let's sort of bring uh, people up to speed, perhaps on just uh, where you are in your life. The you know the military has been mentioned several times. Um, right. Let's just let's uh, finish getting to know you, and then next time we have you on, right. we're going to dive into something totally different. Uh, yeah. But but perfect. But that's very a very interesting dichotomy of like this kid growing up that I knew, and that that then became this sort of sp- well you, you lived in two worlds you know you you played sports yeah. and you were interested in theater and i know there's a poster in my brother's uh wall of you in a, the laramie project and uh yeah. I believe you acted in that if i'm not mistaken anyway so sort of catch yeah. up to speed on where you are in, in life at this point so that when we next
2: meet you we know all there is to know all right so basically after that i i i left college um i because uh didn't know what I wanted to do after that, after that dichotomy, as you're speaking of, didn't know what I wanted to do, didn't want to quit. I didn't want to keep doing the college thing. So I joined the military. I did four years there. Um, uh, which, which branch I, was that again? Uh, the Marine Corps. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I did, uh, <laughs> I did, I did, I did four years in the Marine Corps. And then after I got out, I finished school. Um, I actually got my degree in communication. Um, apparently, uh. I did it with my focus in interpersonal communication, which apparently in relationships I suck at. No, I'm just kidding. Because I'm divorce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Join the club. But uh, uh, yeah, Tears. so if, you, if you're good at, if you're good at something, get a degree in it. Or, or if you're bad at something, get a degree in it. I guess there you the say. You.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. So after after that, I uh uh I got divorced and moved back here to uh. This, the wonderful land of Ritman. Oh, and it's a time-honored
1: tradition on this podcast, sir. <laughs> right?
2: Yeah. So I did uh, I did eight and a half years out in uh, San Diego, and then I moved back here. Um, after that, uh, basically it's been doing... Just chilling, getting my hobbies back up, and not having to worry about uh, being married, I guess.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Because you know how being married ties into uh, hobbies. <laughs> um. Basically, yeah. So Only if she's got a hobby. Yeah, she's. <laughs> it, it, if she's got a hobby, you better have the same hobby. So, yeah. Not, or, or it's like a, my wife or, is on this a, diet right base, now. Yeah, or have a base which interest, which pretty much means I'm on the diet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you end up on the thirty for thirty. Is that what's yeah, called thirty, 30. 30 for thirty? Thirty. No, the
0: whole thirty. The whole thirty. Fuck. Oh, yeah. I thought it was
2: a Santa Clarita diet. Are you eating people? <laughs> <laughs> no
0: oh man people i don't know if that would work uh, that would um, just make me that way oh i already have a person in there i don't like I. It, there's room for there's okay. big enough for a person to be in there oh uh.
2: um other than that yeah i've just uh, I, uh nowadays i'm just working and uh plugging away at my job just like you guys do and uh Essentially, at recent, as of recently I've been trying to get back into the reserves at least I don't know is that, so is uh, that army
1: weird... reserves or or
2: no marine corps reserves marine corps is what I'm reserves. trying to uh,
1: I've never I... oddly heard of that but...
2: yeah it's it's there we just don't have yeah we don't have a, it's not a cuz we're so small it's not a very large number the majority of us are active that's like yeah. the
1: most hardcore so. right to be a marine
2: um we do we have the uh, we have the longest boot camp Of any military branch, Um, and essentially, if the president wanted to send us somewhere, he does not need a congressional order to send us. So when you see all these like relief missions and certain stuff like that, it's like, hey, okay, well, I can't. I want to take the time to route paperwork through Congress, send the Marines because he can do it. Oh wow! It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. So we have every we have everything. Um, Obviously, the Navy supports us but uh we we have our own air force we have our own infantry we're our own kind of group within the the department of the navy but we can go anywhere and the president does not need any kind of say so from anybody within the government to send us somewhere to uh, render aid somewhere essentially well i
1: just shit my pants
2: that's terrifying <laughs> I mean, we can't we can't he can't send us into a war zone without certain things, but if like something like Haiti happens or uh uh hurricane Katrina, that he could just send the Marines there without even having to ask anybody. Hey, send the Marines right now, go. He could do that without having to ask anybody. Wow. Wow. If it's any larger engagements like Afghanistan Iraq, then that's a different ball game, but yeah.
1: So if I if I remember correctly, um one of the things you wanted to talk about uh was sort of action movies in general and I'm guessing it's contrasted with your training in these very <laughs> serious uh real world environments. Okay. So I think we have but, that
0: to look well, forward well, to, right? Yeah, I'm <laughs> well, really excited well, to hear all. like oh I want to definitely give that topic like its fair amount of time. That so. needs to be Well, like, well let's
2: well, let's, a thing. let's give this a proper <laughs> Let's give it a proper preface first. I was not I was not infantry. I uh, I was uh, what's known. I worked within the air wing, which is the air force of the Marine Corps. Um, I played with bombs essentially. I um, <laughs> I loaded bombs on uh, F eighteen jets. So right. uh, have you ever seen the movie Top Gun? I'm kidding, Dave. I oh my god!
1: Have. Don't get me started. Don't talk <laughs> shit about Top
2: Gun. <laughs> I'm not old. <off. laughs> No, I'm not. Uh, have you ever seen the beginning? The beginning of the movie? I, I worked on a flight deck on an aircraft carrier. Um, have you ever seen guys in that movie run around wearing red shirts? Yeah. Just imagine um, it's I like was... constant
1: Kenny Loggins, like <laughs> Highway oh. to the Dinky Zone. The Zone.
2: <laughs> I, I actually, I actually think more like hanging with the boys. Kind oh of my K-Loggins, God! <laughs> Don't tease me. That's not funny. <laughs> Because, oh, uh, uh, just in case you guys didn't know, I was stationed at Miramar. Oh, my um, God. I hit a lot of the places up from Top Gun while I was stationed there in San Diego.
1: (laughs) So you had, like, the guy from Back to the Future telling you that I've got to send both of you to Miramar. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You two characters are going (laughs) to Top Gun. (laughs) Damn it. That's awesome. So fucking awesome.
2: Your ego is casting checks. Your your body's writing checks. (laughs) I can't even do it right now. Dang it. Because I I can't do the voice. (laughs) Oh,
1: my God.
2: Your egos cash and checks your uh, or your your egos right and checks your ass can't yeah. ca- can't cash. That yeah, no. no, took forever to get that out. The bride and I just had an argument
1: re- recently where she was I I, I let loose on her. I'm like Jesus Christ! You say I'm reckless. I'll have you know when I fly, my crew and my plane
3: come first. First.
2: <laughs> Actually, oh, and see here, here, here's the best part. So. I know the hangar the hangar <laughs> where that scene was or uh, Okay, so I've been to the house where Kelly McGillis lived. Oh, that is actually a no. that is actually a land of property, but that house is registered as a historical landmark oh. and can't be torn down. Of course. <laughs> and they're trying to sell that plot of land, but there's this it's fenced in with a chain link fence in that house. That blue house is right in the middle of <laughs> it. They can't oh, sell it. Oh
3: my gosh, are you serious?
2: That's amazing. <laughs> i want there to be like a a public beach shower there because you know you go in there you got your white t-shirt and your jeans it's right it's like a it's like less than a block from the beach too. oh
0: man that's like prime fucking real estate
2: (sighs) oh that's where my parents when i got stationed my parents got a timeshare right up there right around the block from it
3: i'm (laughs) like
1: (laughs) holy shit Okay, this needs to be part one of many, sir. Yeah, <laughs> got to come yeah. back.
2: Oh, I could go. Uh, the 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 piano where uh, what's his Anthony Edwards is playing. Yeah, I've actually sat at that piano. Oh, oh, jeez. Do you say it's it? in downtown? Goats, you, <laughs> Goose, you oh, big I show. I point. Uh, Brian's or sorry, Brian's walked by it. <gasps> And uh, I've I've said that's the bar where Top Gun was. It's called Casey's Barbecue. It's right downtown, like center downtown. That's
1: the one with the, you never close your eyes. No, no,
2: that's the, I've been there. That's the officer's club at Miramar, which is right outside. It Right outside is the volleyball court. Oh, (laughs) Oh,
1: jeez. There's a volleyball court here in Minnesota that we pass, like when we drive through campus where the bride teaches. And uh, (laughs) I'm just, every time I'm like, oh, look, They're they're staying playing with the boys (laughs)
2: every time. Hey, there's all these shirtless guys and one guy with a t-shirt because he's not cut. (laughs) (laughs) This
1: (laughs) is Anthony Edwards. (laughs) Oh, which guy was that? Because you got like
2: Slider and he's like,
1: you know. (laughs) (laughs) Slider.
2: (laughs) I am am actually really excited to see where the the sequel is going to go.
1: That's a thing, yeah
2: i'm on board i mean especially I fucking love top guns because sadly my one of my favorite directors of all time tony scott yeah i'm on board with tony oh, scott uh, man
1: on fire i can't believe
2: he killed it please oh man on fire well that was as part of what i i guess it's, it's a good time enough we'll go into miramar later because there's plenty <laughs> more i could especially san diego i could go i go on forever um that's a good uh man on fire is a good segue because i was uh That's another one of these kind of topics I was trying to get into was, uh, especially with the, uh, you guys have touched on a lot of these uh, with us talking already was um, how a lot of these film critics are saying Hollywood's stale. They're using all these same ideas over and over again. And I'm like, well, if you, if you, have you, have you read Joseph Campbell? Mm Because this is, this is a storytelling tradition. Yeah. And it's not stale. It's the people that can take the story that's been told a thousand times and tell it in a new and dynamic way. So, and I wanted to kind of focus on revenge flicks because I told Dave I wanted to bring up John Wick and I'll get to that in a minute. But Dave brought up Man on Fire. And that was a really interesting point. That was part of my diversion from sports and getting into film and theater. Um, At the same time, um, uh, growing up, I'd always loved the, the Punisher comic when it came out. And my dad, I remember my dad always buying me Punisher comics, and I'm like, as I, as I read these old comics now, I'm like, did he really know what he was buying me? Because these, <laughs> these are pretty, they, these have a lot of adult themes, and yeah. The Crow will play into this too, because this is another revenge flick that I'm kind of getting into. And I'm like, uh, so Man on Fire came out, and so did The Punisher with Thomas Jane came out at the same time. And I'm like, I remember going to see man on fire and I was blown away and I knew them. And I I remember telling Brian, I didn't really, at the time, I didn't realize it was Tony Scott, you know, Top Gun, last Boy Scout.
1: Revenge, literally a movie called revenge with Kevin Costner. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Revenge. Kevin Costner. You're right. Um, uh, And I remember uh, I didn't know it was him. And then like watching the movie. I'm like, I know this music. I know this style because I mean, I'd, I I'd seen Seven before, so I like. You know, there's very, there, there's similarities between the sound um, uh, direction in that film because like, you know Trent did Seven and he did.
1: Oh, there's that's right. There's a lot of music from Nine Inch Nails and Men on Fire. That's I don't yeah. I don't know.
2: I don't there know if actually. he did the. I don't know if he did the music direction on Seven, but there was very there was 90s nails heavy. Of, yeah, of course. and uh, the yeah, same yeah.
1: on Man on Fire. I think it's similar kind of relationship, where not a direct one, but they u- utilize the music in a very no. effective way. Yeah.
2: Oh, Trent. No, Trent had uh, he had a larger role in Man on Fire because I remember after I saw it because I knew it so well. I, I I made my friends and I made them wait. I yeah, I, I pulled the Dave and I watched all <laughs> the end credits.
3: <laughs> and made, People keep
1: using my name, Palmer. You've used my name in this way that I've tried to decide over years if it's good. It like, it got all Dave about it, and it makes me sad. I got it from
2: I got don't
1: I got it from sad. the first episode
2: <laughs> <laughs> or from the first podcast.
1: Shit, that's um, from the podcast.
3: Oh,
2: I just don't feel like it's that's a good what, adjective.
3: <laughs> it's
1: gonna be the um, goal, and my but, goal in the podcast is to make it a positive adjective. But I, that's gonna be an uphill battle.
2: trent was the music supervisor on that film oh shit really yeah if you look at it i remember waiting to see trent reznor's name is it sound supervisor or music supervisor one of the two something along those lines but yeah he did he 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 mixed that that all those those crazy flashback scenes he trent did those nice i dig
1: that and then he oh i think we, we need we need to have you back for I don't know if we're <laughs> gonna call it a revenge films because I'm down for that. I committed a decade oh. of my life to that.
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, uh, I could do a revenge years. film show like that's
1: uh, that needs to happen.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. needs to happen. That needs to happen. That's that's it. Well, fuck
1: yeah! <laughs> All right, we'll put a pin. We'll put a pin in that discussion. But now, when when bitches come back, and by bitches I mean everybody, not yeah. ladies, of course. <laughs> As we, we visited earlier in the uh, show, my wife entered the house today and shouted, you best have my puppies harnessed bitch tits, referring to me. So, <laughs> that, means, <Aww. laughs> that means all yous uh, come back for uh, the revenge flick talk. I don't know, maybe next time, but very soon, certainly. Uh, yeah. Shamrock Oh my god Thank you Shamrock Thank us. you so <laughs> much For joining
0: us It's an absolute oh. Absolute Absolute pleasure And treat Having you on Oh
2: great to talk To you guys again Thank yeah, you and so thank much Thank you so much For your service appreciate
0: Fuck yeah oh, oh my god
2: <laughs> Thank you guys For including me I really appreciate it Absolutely
1: Daughter. We'll do so again soon Absolutely
0: Again, back to the t shirts. Man, what a great fucking God. This is why I love you, Dave. This is why I love you.